it's funny, like you see like a, a dog in a small pen and they'll run a circle in the dirt. You know what I mean? If they're yep. penned up for too long. And I was in this confined state year by year, same friends, same internal demons, same bullshit. And then the psychedelics just kind of uh, triggered this um, snowball effect. <laughs> like, I love that. I, I can't, now I can't get enough. I'm like, what's the next interview? What's the next book I can read? Yeah. What I got to teach others to how to do this and yes, how to do. manifest faster because yeah. it's so fun. All right, all right, all right. How's everyone doing? Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. This is your man, Brock Goldberg. All right, so we have on someone really special today. Uh, she goes by the name of Nicole Aniston. I'm sure uh, a couple of you out there know who she is. She's an international adult entertainer, and you really get the uh, impression that uh, her story is going to be very relatable. And I don't mean impression. I mean, realistically, on an introspective level, you guys are going to blast off into the crazy mind of Miss Nicole Aniston. It was really an honor and a pleasure to have her on. Um, we spoke about so many different things. And one thing that stands out to me is that she is a very, very smart woman. And she's gone through a lot in her life. But to be where she is at today, she is humble and happy and excited for the future. So, if you want to, just real quick, if you want to watch this, remember, you can always head over to our YouTube channel. That is youtube.com backslash back to your story. Uh, and if you go over there, you're going to see a whole bunch of clips and all that good stuff in the full length video. Do not forget to subscribe. All right. Because we're constantly putting out new stuff. And for the people that have been with us since the beginning, this shit is growing, man. The guests are getting better. Uh, hopefully the podcasts are getting better. And hopefully you're not sick of hearing the same shit from me over and over again. I hope everyone's having a happy holidays. Stay humble, stay safe, be good. And without further ado, here's the story of Nicole Aniston. From the land of mystery, where dreams become reality, always listening to stories from the past, the present, and the future. This is back to your story. Bada bing, bada boom. Are we good? Believe my freaking gym, though. I'm so happy about it. You should be so proud of yourself for freaking starting that. I absolutely love it. Thank you. I wish more people would do things like that. And I think a lot of people have, especially during quarantine, is like setting up their own personal home gyms like yeah. I just showed you. Yeah. It's been great because, um, you know, if I feel like 5 a.m., you know, do you want your own? I don't care. I'm fine with whatever. All right. You just, we'll just do both. Okay. You can smoke that during the podcast. You can Thank smoke you. all of it. We can roll another one. But I think it's so important to be able to take care of yourself. Like I was saying before, is like for me to, uh, yeah, someone that has fibromyalgia and feeling like crap every single day, uh, to get up and work out and sweat, uh, I go from feeling like shit to feeling amazing. It's incredible. And those are the things I think that we need to be talking about more. You know, it's like taking care of your, your mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Is that something that you've always been into? More so recently, okay. more so in the past probably four or five years, I kind of started on this spiritual journey and 
that's really helped me redirect a lot of my focus and a lot of my just day-to-day activities. Absolutely. Night and day. Yeah. But going into quarantine was weird because about three months before, can I, sh- can I cuss? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Fuck yeah, you can. Come on, come on. Before shit really started to hit the fan, I had a bunch of credit card points yeah. on my credit card. I was like, oh, I'm going to get some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm scrolling through Amazon. I'm like, I'm going to put together a home gym. For okay. My- this was, I think it was like late December, early January. And it was really strangely timed. Everything kind of pulled together perfectly. Oh it was God. delivered in such a way that I, I had weights. I had, and then I got a treadmill like really quick Yeah, and like everything. I was like, Oh, this is the best. And then I, the gym was like, Oh, sorry, we're going to have to close. Like, Oh my, my gym, gosh. It was, it was timed very well. Yes. Miss a beat. Oh my God. You know, it's crazy how things like that happen in life is, uh, you know, that whole thing is like some, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I, and I don't believe that everything happens for a reason, but everything can happen for you the way that you want to, right? If you put that stuff out there, put energy out there, things are going to come in return. And it's like, you know, you being, you know, setting up that home gym. Like I just, I absolutely love that. And it, it, it came at a no better time, you know, than it what people a, are dealing with. It right was now. amazing. It was yeah. almost like I was, I was so dead. I was so set on maintaining the most active lifestyle yeah. I can, that it was almost like, my future self was like, okay, well, listen, we're going to have to start planning ahead because shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, build a gem, build a gem. Build it's it. almost like, you know, Noah's building the ark and he's yes. like, fuck four. And then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like the skies open up this torrential downpour. Yes. Days. And Absolutely. Is it 40? Yeah. Uh, 40 days, 40 nights, right? He got it easy. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at us. I don't know. 2020 all fucking years. I'm not so good at that. Um, was there someone that inspired you? Was there someone that pushed you to do that? What was it? The gym? No, just kismet. I mean, completely serendipitous. I just was like, I don't know. I feel like I need to build a home gym. Dude, I love it. Came that. out of nowhere. It was it was stuff like that that happened before quarantine for me, before stuff started to get weird, would just happen. And I'd be like, oh, I feel inclined to do this. And then two months, three months, six months later, I'm like, this is benefiting me so much. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you share that with the people that follow you? Is that something that you talk about often? Um, like, like kind of pre-manifestation stuff? Well, no, no but like, but, you know, working out, taking care of your health and sure. all that, right? So it's like, sure, yeah. what, I guess my question was like, you know, you're putting that out there, right? People, there's a lot of people that follow you. You inspire a lot of people. Um, so what's going to happen? You know, some of those people are going to gravitate and grab onto that and then uh, do it for themselves, right? Yeah. Well, I've always tried to just only lead by example and just say, Hey, this is what works for me. And I feel really good doing this particular thing, activity, consuming products, whatever. I'll just be like, this is, you know, this is an ethical product and it makes me feel really good. And here, I think you should have some of it as well. Yes. But I'm never like, this is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because every few months I'm like, no, that's not the thing anymore. This is the thing. (laughs) So everything is so subjective. Yeah can't be like, this is going to work for you guys. I promise. Be like, this is what works for me. And I feel really great. And I think you can too. I love that. I think that's really important. It's like in life, it's like what works for me might not work for you, yeah. you know? So being open and honest about that, it's, uh, it's all about being transparent whenever you're, whenever you're talking about something, and especially like for me on this podcast, it's like why I have, you know, my producer, uh, sitting there taking care of, you know, fact checking or questions that we might have, because for so long in my own personal life, I would bullshit, I would lie, I would make up faulty, you know, faulty and false things. Mm-hmm. And so there was something that switched and turned on inside of me. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. And this was before the podcast, but when I, 
you know, came to really putting this all together, uh, it was like, I have to have this. Right. And it's been, it's been truly amazing. Um, all right. So let's, let's get into it. We were rambling a little bit, but, um, uh, you know, for the people that just listened to us for like the past 10 minutes or so, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Nicole Aniston. All right. Nicole Aniston. Um, why don't you share just a little bit about your background, if you don't mind? Um, I guess, you know, the stage name that I'm most frequently known by, I chose about 10 years ago to get into the adult industry. Yeah. Um, sheerly financial necessity. I was really, really needing some money quick. And yeah. I was like, all right, this is a really good, anybody can do this. Yeah. So I got in, it kind of snowballed really quickly. And then the DVD days, you know, were great. Yeah, DVD. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> it just kind of became um, a constantly progressing evolution of self-awareness. And it was yeah. a catalyst I needed to face and recover from sexual trauma. And it just, it kept getting better and better. And I was starting to save money and catch up on my debt. And just everything was just starting to balance itself out. There's incredible, um, odd, very physical, very tangible way to find self-awareness. And so that for me was like, this is great. I'm going to continue on with it. It feels good. I know it's a stepping stone to something else, but I'm going to stick with this and see how how long I can kind of milk it. Yes. I'm not like the most wild energetic porn star. I'm kind of like <laughs> mediocre level, but I, but I got in at the right time Yeah, when mediocre was still okay for adult yeah. film. <laughs> yes. Things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> if I got in now, I'd be like, no, you're not going to make it. <laughs> Before we even like dive deep into that, I want to know um, a little bit about more about like who you are. Like where did Nicole grow up? Like what is your background? SoCal born and raised, um, you know, kind of small town, very small town type of, uh, Southern California horse ranch, a lot of animals. Um, I kind of, you know, broke colts for my mom. My mom bred and raised quarter horses for a number probably 25 years. And I broke colts for her. We broke weanlings and, um, we trail road and we did gymkhana and barrel racing. And and then my mom, um, bred quarter horses for years. So I would, I would pull babies out at 3 a.m. and like seriously, stuff like that. yeah. Oh my gosh, what is that like? Oh my gosh, it's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. I don't think it's a hobby to be taken lightly. Yes. I mean, it's a it's a huge responsibility. Oh my god! Um, but it was incredible, really foundational, important experiences and lessons and hard work, tenacity. Yes, and um, just how to really bust ass and how to how to kind of take a beating figuratively yeah. and literally sometimes. And to just get right back on and keep riding. I so, love that. And you get that from your mom? I my whole fit, my family was kind of dirt race. Okay, yeah. but right. it was good. I we had all kinds of animals growing up for a while, and then she transitioned into just horses. Okay, um, and it was she had like twenty one head of horses on this huge ranch, and I had to move out. I was like, this is too much. You got to <laughs> find another guy because this is I'm not your guy. Yes. And then you know you kind of scramble in the world for a while, and I had a, a really tough like month and a half where I was like. It was scary. Yeah, I was like, "Well, I'm I'm at a point where I got to make some money." How old were you? Uh, I was 22, and then 20 right 22 to 23. I was kind of sweating, and then uh, I got into the adult industry. Be- before that, did you have any aspirations to like go to college or do any of that? Was that something, or was it? I did just- a semester of college and with psychology um, in mind. I was always like a hobby passion. I loved observing people. Yes. Um. 
and mental processes and stuff like that. So that was that was an idea, but you kind of get this really narrow mind when you're in a scarcity state. Like yeah. when you're short-handed on money, resources, trustworthy, you know, friends, family relationship, the dynamics of that can really put a lot of pressure and 100%. dreams and aspirations. So I, I just narrowed my focus and was like, well, I got to work. So I did job to job for a few years. Yeah. You know, the bank teller thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 All HR, those random, customer service, yeah. toll free in a call center, you know, <laughs> that's grueling shit. Like people don't realize that retail, like, you know, people need to experience fucking customer service and retail yes. in their life. I think it's so necessary. Yes. yes. And it helps keep me like focused. When I go into a restaurant, I'm like, fuck, that, that waiter is awesome. Even if they're mediocre. Give me a, just come I'm here. Like, come here. Fucking respect. Fucking tip. Big time. Yes. They're doing the shit that I don't, I chose not to do and I don't have to do anymore. Yes. I'm so grateful for them. Yes. Doing it. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's so funny. It's like, you know, my friends, like I, for me, I was a hairdresser for a long time before I went to the business side of things. And, um, you know, I understand what it's like to work those jobs. Uh, you know, the, the magic mountain, the pizza, the delivery guy, oh, the construction, sure. yeah. um, like all the, the shit that I look at now, like, I, do, I would never want to do that. Like no, never, never, never again. But those jobs defined, not defined who I am, but they molded and shaped me as an individual. Sure. So now when I go to places like restaurants, uh, well, whatever it is where, where tipping is, you know, a necessity, I, I go above and beyond Same. as long as the service is good, yeah. right? If the service is good, I'm going to take care of you 20%, 40%, whatever yeah. it is. Um, but it's the respect that I have. And so it's, it's funny hearing someone else say, you know, when I walk into a place, like I know what that's like. I know the grueling sure. and bullshit work uh, that these people have to do. And I don't mean no disrespect when I say bullshit work. Like, no, it's, it's just the stuff it, that everybody at some point, once they're not doing it, they're like, thank God I don't yeah. have to do that anymore. Yeah. We've but, all, a lot of us have all experienced. Us. Like, I remember my last week, this was like one of those things I think about all the time. One of my last weeks at the restaurant that I was serving at when I was 18, I went over to a table large family mothers and small children and I spilled a, a whole round tray full of drinks all over them all over <laughs> all the children and these moms and I felt like garbage and so yeah. I was like okay wow if I'm and I thought to myself leaving if I'm ever in a position where I'm having like waiters and waitresses I'm gonna be like this job sucks yeah I don't want to do this yes. again but it is it's like those those jobs that like when you're in it and you're living it, it's so impactful to your entire day yeah. to just have one customer that gives a shit. Yes. Like, it's like, okay, that person tipped me really well. And they write a nice, I'll even do the thank you note. On yes. Thank I do you the so same much. Thing. Or like a compliment or, oh my God, you're amazing. Yes. Like have a great day. You know? it, it, it literally changes uh, the day for an individual. They could be having yes. a shitty day. Even mine day. It, it changes Exactly. Day. Exactly. Yeah. It's like what we put out there, we get in return so oh. many times. That's why when I'm on the phone with customer service, right, I am always, I'm not the person to be the asshole, right? Unless I have to be, right? But it, I, it's still, even at that point, like, I don't like being that person because I, I, I understand what it's like to work those jobs. And yeah. they have to deal with so many people day in and day out that are just dicks. And the people that are dicks, it's just so funny to me because it's like the person on the phone, it's not like, they're not the one causing the issue, right? They're not your dishwasher no. or your, you know, hanger that got stuck on your kid's head mm -hmm. or like, you know, whatever the issue yeah. is, they're not the thing. And they're not, you know, you walked into the store and you bought that yes. thing. So that was your, you know, what are you going to blame your boss for giving you the money for that yeah. thing? Like <laughs> you have to like trace it back to what yeah. the actual, and yeah, it's, it's important. Customer service too. Yes. Call yeah. in, you call in when you have time, not yeah. when you're oh, I'm getting, I'm on my lunch break. Yes. There's so many people that do that though. 
And then they're upset because of really of their decision to put themselves in a time crunch to be limited by yeah. like, you only have five minutes to get this done. You're really going to get it done five minutes no. without feeling a negative emotion. No, not at all. Don't do it then. No. And I, and I know some people even in my head right now that they, they just have this thing about them is when they deal with customer service, it's almost like they're, they're better than that person. And that person is the problem, right? It's like, yeah put myself in that situation. Like I, I don't understand why they have to be such a dick mm-hmm. all the time about yeah. little shit. Right. It's yeah. like, okay, they forgot the ketchup. They forgot the fork, whatever the fuck it is. Right. It's just like, I don't have enough time in my day to deal with that shit. Right. And it's like in those little moments you see them exp- like really kind of exploiting that moment as yeah. their reason for their, for their, you know, unhappiness. Yes. It's just, it's our, I'm sorry. Your unhappiness is making this waiter, making you treat this yeah. waiter like shit, but yeah. it's not the sandwich. No, it's, it's your not. shitty attitude. You came in with that has nothing to do with the it service is, you're getting. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> yeah. Because few and far between, right? There are times where there are just assholes, right? There's an asshole waiter. There's an asshole customer service, but it's like, if you look at it hundred percent, it's like, five percent of them if that right so it's like the 95 percent of those people they're just trying to work they're trying to bust their ass for a living they're young they're old whatever it is they got their own shit and maybe even the person there's that's an asshole that day maybe their parent died maybe their friend died maybe something happened right you have to be considerate and compassionate about five percent because even in that five percent that five percent that isn't 95 percent of their existence that's no. that's one percent of their existence and the five percent of people having that experience that you have to encounter in your pursuit for customer service yes it's like they're you like you said you don't know people's circumstances and no matter how you're treated that doesn't give you this scapegoat to treat others in this. You can't mirror the behavior no. that brings you down to their level. It does. You can elevate them with a, well, I'm really sorry. That's it sounds it. like you're having a hard time today. I apologize. I've been there too. Just a little bit of compassion, and empathy and a few short sentences can yep. change the entire dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see, I see Johnny right here, shaking his head up and down. I see you guys like, it, it's so true, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, that person who is going through that, right? Um, whatever it is, you can impact their life. You know, yeah. you can help turn around maybe a small situation. And so it's just like being, you know, aware, right? And, and, um, you know, we've all been there. We've all been there. So I, I, I love hearing other people, you know, share the same ideas and the same philosophy as me. Yeah. Um, you, you know, f- for you, before you got into the adult industry, right? Um, was it ever a thought? Was it ever, you know? No, uh, not no. ever. I remember having a, because I've had some kind of interesting, like kind of prolific experiences as a child growing up yeah. that kind of clued me in to what I'd be doing in my path and my journey. Um, But no, I even a couple of years into the industry, I was looking at myself like, what the hell am I doing? I don't know if I'm right here right now, why this is timed this way. If this is right, trying to figure out what right was and what wrong was Um, because I'd never been responsible for my decisions um, in a really heart centered way. And I had been just, pinging my own existence off of my external reality. Yes. So just any conditional thing I could base my emotional state on, I just, whatever. So getting into the, it just was weird. I get it. I didn't expect it. No, yeah. not in this way. Yeah. But now looking back, the past 10 years have um, connected me with my physical form. And that was the first step for me to find like a, a real 
sense of belonging and a realization. And like, I love that. What am I supposed to be doing here? That, for me, the only way to work my way out of the wet paper sack of the fearful childhood that turned to angst and anger as an adult woman was going through that, that you know, connectedness to the acceptance of the, the, I guess, healing of the sexual trauma through the repetitive normalization of sex and that it's okay. And then from there on, just it's like, everything just added up. You know, you you talk about, um, and you don't, we can, we can change the subject, but I, but I hear something, you know, when you say like stuff that happened when you were younger, do you mind talking about that? If you don't want to, I respect it. No, of course. Nothing, nothing of sexual nature happened when I was a child, yeah. which unless I'm lost, you know, you yes, know we yes, suppress that. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Who the hell knows? Yeah. But, um, no, it was for me growing up in a constant state of fear Yeah. and it, whether it's anticipating some un, empathing another and you know, growing up a very empathic child, yeah. empathing the emotional states of everyone around me as how they felt about me. Yep. It was really like that confusion. Because you can't discern as a kid, you know, your mom's no. pissed at your dad, yep. but it's around you yep. and towards you. So you empath you that. hundred percent. So like for me, it was, it was a lot of that, the really weird family dynamic, um, the being passed around a lot. Um, and then, and being around horses, Yes. getting into some accidents as a kid with horses kicked and bucked off and bit and holy shit you no know, so you kind of you you start to anticipate oh what's the next point yep. I, when, am, am i gonna what am i gonna have to anticipate negatively next yes yeah and then transitioning that fear into anger was my entire life Sounds until like i was 20 i think 26 i started to kind of just want to start to figure out what can i change to change Things around. Yes. What, what did you do? What was it? Did you see a therapist? Did you? I, I tried a little bit, maybe 15 years ago, um, to kind of start working out those things. But for me, it took um, detoxing from, you know, starting to learn about nutrition yep. and stuff like that. Detoxing hard, pretty hard. Um, but it's been a progression. It's been meeting the, the right people at the right times. A ton of psilocybin. Yes. Yep. D- DMT. Um, and a ton of weed. And a ton of weed. Like weed, I think cannabis has been one of the greatest catalysts yep. for my conscious evolution. That they're mixed with a ton of D- really good DMT trips and intense amounts of microdosing have been amazing. My breakthroughs have been just like those gateways to introspection, connecting with higher guidance, past lives, yep. and reading and and watching and listening to as much just huge variety of information like human history and opening um, up ancient archaeology yep. and DNA and like I love this like health and detox and nutrition and true human history where yeah. we come from yeah. learning about like the archaeological sites and the solar cycles and this 26,000 year period where they're coming back around and how things happen in a fractal pattern in this realm and the polarity <laughs> of it all so that has been my um that's been my greatest passion the past like couple of years is figuring out how incredibly remarkable life is yes. how lucky i am yes for yes it. yes 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 you know i um i i talk about this often on the podcast but i i let it happen when someone talks about certain things and you talked about psilocybin and dmt uh, psilocybin and dmt for me has changed my entire life um <clears throat> 
psilocybin uh, and psilocybin has saved my marriage. It got me quitting fucking vaping just re- recently. Wow. Uh, LSD got me off of cigarettes. Um, DMT saved me, saved my life when I was suicidal. Um, and I talk about the importance because what these things do is they open up your mind. They deflate the ego. They bring everything that's in the back and bring it to the front and allow you to face it head on. Yeah. I mean, literally, I just went on a psilocybin experience because I could not quit vaping. Yeah. I was just struggling and I tried and I, I went on this trip. I was with my wife and my cousin and we went um, to Joshua Tree and we just had this amazing experience and it connected us in a way that uh, that was going to last a lifetime. That being said, right, um, I remember when, because my wife doesn't do it, my wife's actually, she doesn't smoke, drink, none of that stuff, but she she's, she's just amazing. She's a huge believer in this stuff because she saw what it's done for me. Yeah. And so uh, the, the psilocybin, we're driving back to the place where we were staying, right? And in my brain, it's like, Brock, you got to fucking stop. You've got to stop because I went to look for my vape and like for the past eight years, I was like, if I don't have my vape, I'm freaking the fuck out. Right. I can't just put it down. Like I am a, I breathe more, breathe more vape than air. Right. And at times. And so, um, it was like, Brock, stop, Brock, stop. And, And it was like, Brock, if you say this out loud right now, you're done. And so literally I was like, I looked at my wife, my cousin was sleeping in the back and I was like, I am done vaping. I am not vaping anymore. I am wow. done. Oh my God, that's awesome. I have, not, I have not, have not hit it. And it's been a bitch. It's been yeah. hard. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But um, it's it's literally things like that where like DMT, just in a nutshell, and I talk about it so much, and I'm sorry for the people that have heard this, is two years ago, uh, three years ago now, I was flying out to uh, New Jersey for my birthday, right, to see my mom. She lives on the East Coast. And uh, my wife and I are there, and on the flight, I just started uh, throwing up uncontrollably. I could not stop. Uh, we get to my mom's house and I start bleeding out my, you know, I went to the bathroom to go poo. I started bleeding out my butt. I'm um, sorry. And that being said, so we get to, I get to the hospital. My blood levels are so low. So they have to give me blood transfusions. Um, I have multiple transfusions. I'm there for a few days. They release me. I fucking go to get medication. I faint. So then I get brought, brought to a better hospital. And so I go through all of this shit, right? Blood transfusions. They can't figure it out. And and then I catch this, I, I get sick inside and I get rushed into ICU and I get put on life support, trait the whole nine. They brought my wife to the back. They were asking her to like sign the paper, like all that shit. Right. Wow. And uh, while I'm in ICU, my wife knew that for me, like surprises and my family mean everything to me. Yeah. And so obviously this is going to happen, but she left. She's like, Brock, cause she stayed by my side. She slept by me every fucking night. And, um, so she's like, Brock, I'll be back. I'm going to go shower at the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves three hours later. Right. Cause I'd been in the hospital now for like two weeks. And, uh, Three hours later, come walking in is my brother and my sister, and they flew out. And right, looking at it now, it's like, of course they're flying out. They're, you know, but yeah. for me, I wasn't, you know, comprehending things. And so I had no idea they were coming. Literally, their love within one day, I'm out of ICU. Three days later, I'm out of the hospital. My blood right. fucking stops. They figure out that a medication that I was taking kept on tearing the lining of my stomach, like all, wow. all of this shit, right? Oh, yeah. So I get out of the hospital, right? And I don't understand because I had made peace with my death. Like I seriously thought I was like, this is it, Brock, you are done. And, um, 
And so I get out and I'm just like, I, 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 I just can't stop crying. I'm like freaking out. And like for my job, I have to fly a lot. So I, I get back to California. It's like two months later, I'm flying out to New Orleans and, um, and I'm still like fucking freaking out. Can't comprehend shit. Do my job that night. Right. I just, I, I drank a little too much and I freaked the fuck out. And I was like literally contemplating, contemplating death. And so I pulled a Britney moment. I shaved my head, my eyebrows, my beard. Like I, I literally had, like, I just broke out. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I get back home. And so I call my friend and I was like, dude, I, I just, I'm literally like, I don't understand why I'm alive. I'm literally about to end everything. And, uh, I was like, I want to do the DMT, right. Cause I was finding the right moment. Yeah. So we go to, I go to his studio, right. Where I recorded music as a kid. And I remember laying on the bed, I take my first hit, my second, third. By the time I get to the fourth hit, I fall back and I get transcended into this world where I, I, I feel like I'm completely naked and I'm floating. And, um, and I know that I have clothes on, but I felt like I didn't, right? And I was the scaredest I'd ever been, literally the scaredest I'd ever been. And I'm looking up and, and I see my dad and my dad died when I was 17. And, and then I look up and I, and I see my dad's eyes. It was just his eyes. And, and I was like, dad, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I just want to kill myself. And he goes, Brock, it's not your time. You have a lot more to do. And when he said that, I came out like yeah. that. And those feelings of wanting to kill myself and everything, gone. Yeah. I was ready to fucking work on the shit I had to work on. Yeah. And that is the power of some of these things, if done correctly. And in, and in the, you know, giving yourself the time to assimilate, because I know that DMT takes a few days, doesn't yeah. it? Doesn't well, no, 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 no. It takes... It, to fully absorb. Oh hell yes, yes. The entirety yes, of what you've yes, experienced and encountered. Yes, hundred yes, percent. Even thirty minutes after you wake up, you're you come back yes, to your yep. body. You're like, oh wow, I need to sit yeah. and I need to write. Yeah. And just give myself the appropriate time to assimilate what I've just experienced. Yeah. Because it, it is. It's. It's a lot. It's transcendent. It is. It's, it's so weird and it's so amazing to see Oregon literally just fucking de like they, they, they decriminalized all drugs, yeah. right? Which is amazing. Uh, and then they, um, legalized for therapeutic use psilocybin, yeah. right? Can you, can you please fact check that? I know I'm correct on this, but, um, thank we were you. We're just talking about that. L literally. And that it's like, it's, it's, it's incredible. And I think, and I'm, I'm an eternal optimist, but I yeah. do think it's a step in the right direction yes. to get those who are misusing drugs yeah. in a, in a right, in a more, a well uh, pursuit of it, yeah. because I think that, you know, sugar is a drug and yet, oh my gosh, yeah, it's in baby formula. It's in yogurt. It's in, why do we have so much of it? You know, food is a drug. It's love a, is a drug. Sex is a drug. Everything. I mean, yeah. that you can misuse or use too much yes. is a drug. Right. Um, so here we go. Absolutely. Do, do you, you saw, am I correct? Right. Ogan or here, here, hold on one second. Scroll up or just go to the top. Oregon decriminalizes possession of hard drugs as other state legalized rec recreational marijuana. We are at a time in the United States of America where there's so much going on. There's so much negative, positive, right? But I, I see this future happening where it's like uh, these, these states are starting to wake up. People are starting to wake up. And it's like, you know, we have the internet and we can look at so much and have so much more information than we've ever had. Yeah. Right. And in some ways it's been bad, but in a lot of ways it's been really good. Well, if you think about it, we're about to have the largest collective consciousness, dark night of the soul that recent human history has ever experienced. Yeah. 
Because if you think about it, when did, how many years ago did you start with psychedelics and cannabis for like introspection and stuff? Really good question, right? So when I was younger, I did, when I was 14, I was going to raves, dropping ecstasy, like really stupid shit, 14. Like what the fuck? I see a 14 year old looks like a child. I was a child, right? But things were different back then for sure. And so, um, you know. Conscious use though, like you had a different So that four years ago. So when I would do like uh, like LSD or mushrooms, I'd have a bad time every single time back then and setting mean everything, right? The, the mind state means everything, right? And so I was not at a, you shouldn't, right? The yeah. the frontal cortex of your brain doesn't fully develop to your 20. No, you can't even process them properly. Exactly. It's so, so funny. Four years I, I was ago. about the same, about four or five, well, four and a half, five years ago yeah. when I started to, to use them for introspection. Yes. I cut alcohol out completely and went towards Wow. Psychedelics. That's awesome. And now like, like you and I have experienced in that same somewhat linear way. Yeah. They're going to like, before it was legal, we were doing it. Yes, obviously. Of course. Far oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was awesome. That was yeah. when we needed to go through that. Yes. So we're now going to help because we've got a little bit of a head start, and the and those before us that were using psychedelics in an introspective fashion to find their way out of the the paradigm. Hundred percent. Now we're here at this time to usher in the next wave, yeah. which is going to be a much larger scale. So yes. we've got to jump on it, and we I'm do. really grateful. Yes, but it's cool too because now that once they legal, you know, that's gonna the whole legal illegal thing is really registers strongly for people. Yeah. That is a decision maker for them. Yeah. Now that it's going to be legalized, they're going to be. And I've had this happen to several of my closest friends over the past eight months to a year. They try cannabis for the first time in 10, 12 years, and they're like, oh, no, I can't smoke. I can't smoke. And now they smoke or they take an edible, and they're like, I had the most crazy breakthrough or breakdown or collapse or questions or or internal debate. People are starting to um, be more susceptible or more willing to possibly integrate a psychedelic yep. or, or a drug to help them a hundred percent not like not, the collective is ready they, they for are. the legalization of cannabis a hundred percent well we psilocybin we for so long have had the pharmaceutical companies right um giving these medications that don't fucking cure shit right <laughs> most medications don't cure they just prolong fix it's a band-aid whatever it is yeah. right um so now we have these tools right that we can use as a collective society to really push the needle and open up. And so for me, all I know is my experiences. And I know that, uh, these, these, you know, you know, psilocybin, LSD, DMT has been the biggest, um, it's moved the needle the most out of anything I've ever done. Um, so real quick, and I'm going to share one last story and then I'm going to let you share your, all your stories, right. Or some of it. Uh, but I just, I love talking about this. So like Me I too. said, my dad died when I was 17. Right. And I'm sorry if you guys have heard this before, but my Very dad died. Impactful it was, time and, yeah. <laughs> it, it defined who I am, who I was for a long time, but I was, uh, 15, 16 years old. Right. So, year or two later, he's going to die. Right. Uh, but I didn't know that. Right. He, he just, it just happened out of nowhere. That being said, I had been with my friends right back then. Uh, one of them being my friend, now my girlfriend, now my wife, right. Or now my girlfriend, now my wife, right. Cause we've been together for 17 years. Right. Oh. It's, it's amazing. That being said, she was my friend or my girlfriend back then that, that I, so 
the point is, right, my buddy and I were taking LSD, right? And so we both got a piece of gum. And I remember I'd had it in my freezer for like a month. He had it in his freezer for a month. And so we picked this day. Okay, we'll eat it at home. We'll get picked up. We'll go do our shit, right? And so when I get picked up, I'm like, he's like, all right, uh, you know, how many did you eat? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, there was 10, you know, uh, slices, 10, 10 hits of acid on that piece of gum. And I looked at it and I'm like, the fuck you talking about, bro? Sorry. Um, I was like, wow. I ate the whole piece of gum and his yeah. mouth just dropped. Right. And so I was instantly scared, right. Instantly bad wow. trip. Here we go. Right. Yeah. I'm fucking 15, 16 years old. And, um, so I, I remember going through this experience where, the entire time I thought the intergalactic space aliens, this is what I've literally seen was after me and all the entire police force government FBI was after me. And I'm like running and like all this crazy shit happens. And I look to my friends and I look to my, you know, future wife. And I say, take me home. My dad, I need to get to my dad. My dad is the only person that can save me. And like, no, you fucking crazy. You're on acid. He's going to kill you. Right. And, um, and then I was like, take me to my dad. I'm like freaking out. So eventually they take, me home right and knocking it's like 2 a.m knock on the door my dad answers it he's six foot five 270 pounds big ass motherfucker and i run inside and land the ground and my 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 future wife right Alyssa, uh talks to my dad which is just amazing right like a side note like my yeah. my she knew my dad she experienced so many things so she talked to him i don't even remember what they said my dad closes the door and and i'm like huddled up on the couch and he sits down and he doesn't yell. He doesn't get mad, which he normally did. Mm -hmm. And he puts his hand on my head and he goes, Zoidical. He goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, dad, I took acid. I'm freaking the fuck out. I was like, I, I need you to save me. And, and he goes, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go get mom and, and your sister to go and sleep in your room. And I was like, no, 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 don't leave me. And he's like, Brock, it's okay. He goes up into his bedroom, uh, gets my mom and goes to sleep in my room. And so we go up in his bed. It went from the worst trip of my life to the best trip because what had happened was is we get into his room and I'm seeing this space battle happening on his ceiling, all this crazy shit. And he's asking me like, Brock, what are you seeing? And we're laughing and joking. And just like the entire night was fucking insane. Right. I'm like 15, 16. So he, uh, I passed out at like 6am. I remember before I passed out, I'd always go into my room to check on my mom and her face was fucking melting off puddles. Like it was just crazy. And oh so, God. I fucking end up passing out. And um, the next morning I wake up and he's standing over me and he just starts yelling. What the fuck? Do you blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah. Grounded my ass for like two months. It was the craziest shit, right? <laughs> Cause he knew how to, he knew exactly what you were experiencing. Yeah, it is. And he knew exactly how what would be the best thing to do in that moment. A hundred percent. You can't reprimand anyone in that state. No, and no. he empathized with that. That was an incredible huge, lesson. Huge. It was the best experience and one of the most prolific experiences along with that DMT trip. So it's like when we talk about these things, right, it's it's really important for people to realize what they can and cannot do. But it's set and setting is everything. Yeah, and intention. And, um, yeah, being respectful of them. Yeah. Being respectful of that they have an incredible capability to um, either expand or contract. Yes. But it depends on what you haven't yet to face. I know that some of my worst trips 
I am so incredibly, so extremely grateful to have had. Yes. Because they were my biggest great breakthroughs in figuring out what I've been, what I've, why am I doing that? Yeah. What am I doing? And what's, am I going to make any progress? It's at a wall. I take some mushrooms and I break through it. And then I you and everybody else girl. around me is just happier. And, you know, it's, it, just, it's, it's a really good experience. You know, when we hit those walls, right. And we have those bad trips at the time it, we think it's bad, right? But then days later, when you can reflect on that experience, it was just something you were going through in your life and you were working through it, right? I even had trips like under, while under in DMT, the moment I surrender to whatever I'm experiencing, like consciously, okay, I, all right, whatever I'm encountering in this interaction is yeah. meant for me to experience. And I, the moment I surrender, it gives me exactly what I need that I didn't know I needed. <laughs> I love it's this. so awesome. It is. It is. Um, is this something that you talk about frequently? Um, more so lately because it's become a little bit more of an open conversation yeah. and um, having room for that in, like, you know, I guess a little bit more of a, um, an open-minded moving forward an open-minded heart conscious society yeah. where people are looking for healing yeah. they're even acknowledging that there's anything to question or debate or heal so that i mean working through healing over the past few years without a guidebook has been amazing and has been really like okay well maybe i have an opportunity to help somebody because i know more people than not have something unresolved. Of we course. all have something always that's manifesting yeah. unconsciously that we can address. We have the choice. We have the tools that are at our disposal to do it. We're all equipped with the same exact capabilities. Yes, we are. We, we, we definitely are. You know, it's like what we put out there is what we can get in return. Um, you know, we are at this, this time in our life where, I, I do believe things are, are changing. You know, people yeah. are waking up, people are being more open-minded. Yes, there's crazy shit. Yes, there's chaos. But this is the best time that has ever been to have been alive, right? Yeah. Like, we have the ability uh, to do whatever we want and experience whatever we want um, and get things at the press of a button, get, get food, fucking this, that, and the other, right? Uh, come together more than ever. And it's like, you know, if you go back 150 years ago, things were completely different. Oh my gosh. And we're, our, even our physiology is evolving at a really rapid pace. Yeah. Even, and it's quickening. Yes. Just as linear time is quickening. That's why we're seeing more faster. Yes. It's so true, right? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I mean, I, that the fucking iPhone 12 just came out. Yeah. The first iPhone was what? 2006, 2007, right? Um, that changed everything. Culture. Culture. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, we can either go this way or that way, but I, I believe that, you know, if you look at things from a macro scale where you, we get these hiccups, but then we pull out, we get these hiccups and something happens that directs us. World War II happens, right? We could have, uh, you know, gone the Hitler route, right? The Japan route. No, yeah. but we went this way. Well, sometimes Cold War, we get a little bit way. of both. Exa well, that's know? it, right? It's Absolutely. Like, but the, you know, the winners of the wars can't be the only ones writing history. No, not at all. And but it's fine. It's good to see the, the polarity in I like that. what we have right yeah. now extremely polarized yes and it's great to see the fractal nature of expand contract expand because yeah. that's what the, that's what systems do in this realm is we have chaos and then we have order and then we have chaos. yeah but you can't just it's not overnight no and and time's not really linear and there's all no. these other fossil factors at play so it's like there's this 
um, it's just a lot going on right it now. Is, it's, yeah. it's the most incredible time I've ever, I, I'm so glad I'm an incarnate right now. <laughs> I'm just really grateful. When I really think about it on the macro scale, yeah. I can't believe I'm here right now. Yeah, It's, I know. Awesome. it's amazing. It is. It's, yeah. a, it's everything. I mean, although there's a lot of shit going on right now, um, and some people go through it worse, some people go through it better, but um, you know, if you have that positive mentality and you have the ability to just really manifest and see things, you know, you can change your life. You know, we have the ability to for, for you when you were, when you were younger, had you experienced any of these things? Did you use any drugs? Were you partying? No, I wasn't partying. I drank when I was 20 for the first time. Holy shit. Nice. Um, so I, I had off for a while yeah. and I was really slow to get into cannabis um, Keith actually got me into smoking. Good friend. Uh, and mushrooms, <laughs> actually. Bad respect. So it, it took took a lot of um, you know, some challenging experiences in interspersed with um being at a you know, a, I turned molehills into mountains. Yeah. And not being able to get anywhere any faster and thinking, how can I fast track this? So I started with the detoxing, thinking I'm going to detox all of my glands yeah. and I'm going to, you know, and then I'm going to read books and then I'm going to watch documentaries and then I'm going to read more books. And then um, the detoxing led to the search for wellness. And then the search for wellness led to um, hitting a wall and then the wall led to uh, psychedelics yeah. and, and cannabis, heavy cannabis use and a lot of variety. And it's been, um, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. You've been, you've been open when, <laughs> um, I, when you, when you first got into the adult industry, right. Mm-hmm. Um, how did your family take it? The people around you? Uh, it was, um, it was harder for me to tell them than it was for them to receive. Ooh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> Because I, I created it. Yeah. I also created the last job that I had that I hated, then the one before that that I hated even worse. So I created each opportunity for myself. And I was like, well, I got this friend and he shoots porn. I don't know. I'm not really a sexual person, but I need money. Yeah. So let's give it a shot. And that inadvertently ended up turning my life upside down in the best possible way. Because I, I did suffer through all of my manifesting for a few years. I was cycling back to the same patterns that were no longer serving me, but I continued to fight um, back into those cycles because I couldn't find my way out. Right? Yeah. It's funny, like you see like a, a dog in a small pen and they'll run a circle in the dirt. You know what I mean? If they're yep. penned up for too long, yep. round and round, and they never change direction. Foxes will do it if they're in confinement for a long time, period of time. Fish, the, Fish the dolphins, will swim whales, obsessively, come on. dolphins, whales. Yeah. And I was in this confined state, going the same fucking circle, month by month, year by year, same friends, same internal demons, same bullshit. And um, and then I started with detoxing, and I and I was like, all right. And then I'm going to read about human history because I got to. I have no purpose here. I have no desire to really be present. I'm just living off of my conditional environment. Like, yeah. how can I base my emotional state on what I'm seeing outside of me? And then the psychedelics just kind of uh, triggered this um, snowball effect. It's a rubber band effect. It's completely thrusting me in the opposite direction of not being present. (laughs) I love that. I I can't, now I can't get enough. I'm like, what's the next interview? What's the next book I can read? What, uh, what other information can I take on that can help me help others? Yeah. 
in the, cause I feel really lucky to have somehow hit the, you know, etheric grab bag in grasping information from the ether and it just somehow incorporates into my life and, and the incredible serendipitous chain of events that have led me to get to this point right now have been so, I would say lucky, but I don't know. I got to teach others to how to do this and how to manifest faster because it's so fun to be here and it makes times like this not even, you can't even polarize it. It's just experiences. They're not good or bad. Yeah. Um, no, I fully get that. Yeah. I, I fully get that. When you were starting out, um, you know, going through this journey, did you ever have like imposter syndrome? Like, you're like I'm doing this, I'm getting all this, you know, notoriety, um, you know, creating my life, building something for myself. But it's like, this just is fucking weird. Like, I, I don't understand. I, I had a really weird, I had a really weird, pretty hard breakdown for a while. Um, and then right around that same time, met somebody who re- and state reinstilled and, and confirmed my belief of that. Um, so it was interesting. And, um, but yeah, I went through a phase where I, because obviously Nicole is my, Nicole's my middle name, but I chose that as a first stage name yeah. because anytime my mom was in busted Nash and Nicole, she did middle name <laughs> me and I'd be busted. So I knew that'd get my attention on set or whatever. It'd be easy to, to, you know, keep track of. And, I I would have this weird, like, because I'm not this overtly extrovert sexual being. Yeah. I'm very dry. I'm kind of dry. Like I've dry dad humor <laughs> and I, I and I'm not really oh, like, oh, hello. I'm not sensuous. Yes. Sensuous? No, that's the last word. I don't even like the way that feels coming yeah, out of my lips. Yeah, I can understand. So I, I mean, I, I grew up kind of really practical and being a Virgo, I'm very analytical. And so being Nicole Anderson was like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then I realized when I started to, to do drugs that I realized I can be, Nicole can be me. I don't have to choose. And cause there's the, this porn star thing that I felt like I had to be, I have to be sexual and I have to be somebody else's fantasy. And I don't have to be that. No, you don't. I, I can just be be yourself myself. And exactly. if they want me, that's great. But yeah. if not, they've got the porn and they can pretend that I act the way they want me to. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally get that. And I appreciate that you say that because there's so many people that go through it. You know, for me, I went through the same thing. Right. But it's like when you get through that breakthrough, right. When you can see who you are as a person, live your life on your own fucking terms, mm-hmm. because so many people are just stuck in that repetitive circle. And it's like when you have the ability to break out of that anything is possible. Yeah. Anything is possible. We're so set on self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's misperception completely. A hundred percent. And it's an underestimation of, um, something that you've based your own quote worth. Yeah. I hate those words. I hate worth and I hate deserve. Yeah. You don't deserve shit. Yeah. Deserve <laughs> like as if someone's whole dangling yeah. the carrot over you. Like Fuck that. that. You need to earn something from them that they're withholding yeah. from you. So that's like the perpetuating the scarcity mindset. Like yeah. you don't need to do that. No, there's no, no limitation. No, that's, we're in a very plentiful universe. I'm a strong believer in that. So I've never tried to like, when I hit that wall of, I don't know, I don't know if I can be Nicole Aniston or if I can be just myself. Um, I had to stop comparing myself 
myself, my situation to the way others were living and acting and that comparison. I'll get yeah, you. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, going, going through this and, you know, having to turn that light on when, you know, you're, you're, you're creating your work and you're creating your art, right. Um, in your own personal life though, has that, you know, spilled over or, you know, are you two different people? Like, have you been able to, you know, say, now this is me there. This is me out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. In the be- I would say that there was like the me before introspection and yeah. the me after. Yeah. I don't really know that there was like an industry. I think the industry was the, was the beginner catalyst into that, those dark places I didn't want to look at. Yeah. And then the psychedelics were like, we're like the, on the sidelines and then guys running for the goal. Go, go, go. <laughs> the psychedelics are cheering me on. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, it's just, I think it's everything all together. I think it's eating clean. Yeah. I think it's um, on your darkest days, seeking out wellness. Like, okay, well, I don't see any lights on in here. Let me go find a switch. Absolutely. You got to change the bulb. The bulb's out. You got to fucking, fucking change, change it. Fucking change it. Are you, are you happy? Are you proud of yourself? Incredibly. It, there yeah. we go. Yes. Yeah, yes. But not for the stuff that people think you should no, be proud of. No, fuck that. Yeah. For the Who stuff you that are. like, Man, I remember there was just, you know, this one mushroom trip I had. And I was, I woke up one day and I was like, my cats have their room in my house. Yeah. They have like the cat room. And I was like, I'm getting <laughs> up and painting the cat's room, painting the girl's room today. Yes. And I was like, I took all these caps and I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And I got probably two and a half hours in and I just lost it. And I think I've, I don't think I've ever cried harder. Because I thought I broke a toe. I broke this toe one time that I cried pretty hard. But I'm sure. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but I, uh, I, I cried and cried and cried. And then I, and I went under the hallway and I put the paintbrushes down and I just was like, and I've had this breakthrough, this crazy childhood trauma type breakthrough that I was perpetuating. And uh, it was so moving. And I just like, I just like lost it. I was like, that's why. And then for the like yeah. next like hour long, two and a half hours, it took me to finish the painting. I was just, yes, I felt so free. <laughs> like for those moments, I, I'm, um, I'm proud that in that moment I had the strength to face something that yep. I never thought I was going to be able, little stuff like that, overcoming trauma and really finding just an incredible joy in just being present and being yeah. alive all the time. Who you are. And a love for people. Cause yeah. I, I, for a number of years, I just was the biggest, just people eater. You're I just a hater. Hated them. Yeah. Every flaw I could find in them was yeah. just like so apparent to me. It was in you. It was me. It, it was, was me hating the anger and, and having so much to be fearful of. Yeah. That, that's it. Not working through those fears and stuff. Cause the fear just translates into anger. It does. It I does. I was just scared. That's, that's with so many people, right? We were talking about the beginning of the podcast. It's like those individuals um, that are just upset and not proud and, and just haven't worked through that shit. What it does is it, it's a reflection of how they treat other people, you know, yeah. and I've seen that so many times yeah. and I'm just like, sometimes I'm like at, at this point in my life, uh, I'm like, God, what? They just need one good mushroom trip. They just need one yes. good fucking mushroom trip. And it helps you in instantaneous forgiveness yes. because you can empathize with them. Like yeah. I'm going to mean comment on something and it's like, Oh, I'm sorry that yeah. you're unhappy. It causes me, to, <laughs> causes you to treat me this way. Yeah. That's got to be hard, though. Like, I mean, on occasion, yeah. if I if I lower myself to match their vibration, then yeah, it yeah. does. But if I stay in this elevated state, then I think, well, you know, I've been there. Yeah. I've made, you know, I maybe have not have typed it out in response to something, 
But in my head, I've had these unsolicited negative opinions of someone who I see successful, happy, or enjoying their life. And it comes down to the, you know, the fear, resentment, jealousy, whatever. It's, you don't want their thing. You want their joy. Yeah. And I understand that it's really probably very threatening for a man, 40 plus years old in, you know, whatever state to make a a mean comment about a a scantily clad photo of me because he sees me boldly enjoying, you know, almost in his perspective, probably boastfully, but boldly enjoying my sexuality, my freedom and financial competence, whatever it is that he feels that he doesn't have or that he deserves more than me or, you know, Fuck whatever that. the whole deserve and the worth thing. People yeah. have got to just take that out. Just, just stop, you know, and that's, that's such a good point. You know, you, we're at a point now where like, you know, we just, we just freaking nominated, uh, uh, you know, a black woman, vice president, you know, it, that, that a hundred years ago in the twenties, right. The 1920s, things were so fucking different. I know. Right. And so for the first time ever, right. And it's like an up and down, some good, some bad, but like women are having more and more of the same, you know, opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, as, as men have had for so long. And, you know, for you, and it's not everyone, but I do believe, you know, 10, 20 years from now, we're going to be looking and like women are just going to be exactly the same. Right. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's, it's really amazing to see. And so for you to post a, a risque photo of yourself being happy, being confident, and that 40-year-old man living in Kentucky, where the fuck he lives, right? <laughs> Writing a stupid He's negative upset. comment, up, yeah. upset at his own life. It, fuck you. Fuck well, it you. Has, but it has no, no real comparison or, or, you know, it doesn't degrade you as a 40-year-old man no. living in Kentucky. My photo and my joy has nothing to do with bringing you down. No. But it's just self I'm projecting that I feel that you're bringing me down. But it's That's just, the best part about it, It though. is, because it's, it's nothing that we do. No, it's nothing, no. nothing that we do to, to welcome. You yes. know, please tell me something yeah. that you hate. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And the crazy thing is like, if you guys were face to face, that person would never say that. Never. Never. He would have a very cordial interaction. There would be no sexual commentary, no Mm -hmm. hateful, nothing. It would be, oh, hello. Yeah, exactly. It would be very much like we're having now. Exactly. And maybe if you guys talked, you'd find a lot of similarities, right? Tons, exactly tons. And then that person would have a different perception about you, right? Because, you know, what these individuals, the male individuals, most of the time, um, think of women, you know, when they're in the adult industry or, you know, at a level of success that you are as a human being, um, it intimidates them, right? And they need to... Uh, you know, prove their self-worth or prove their deservance or whatever the fuck they got to do. Well, it's like, if you're not going to meet and date a porn star, you're not going to, Yeah, you're not missing out on no. not dating or fucking or, or hanging out with a porn star. No, you're We're not just people. You are. And you're probably gonna have a way better time at home with your wife who you're yep. already married to already knows you. Yep. Who, you know, what, there's no comparison no, at all there. No, not just at all. a person. You are just a person. And but you do bring a lot of happiness to people. There's a lot That's of negative. That's what I hope so. You, I really for hope sure so. you do. Come on. I you know guy, it. I had a guy come up to me two nights ago in the middle of a bar and he goes, are you Nicole Anderson? And I didn't have like any makeup on. I was like, yeah, <laughs> silly. And then he's like, you got me through Afghanistan. I was like, ha, ah, that makes my freaking day. That- oh my God. That's awesome. Another that made one me of so these. happy. Fuck yes. I was like, ah. Oh. And he looked like he was maybe 18 years old. Oh barely. my God. But it was, it <laughs> was just nice. just a child. It was nice yeah. to, like, I, I'm glad that at some point over there, if he didn't feel like he didn't have enough, 
here in this bubble, yeah. he had a little bit of escapism from what he was probably yes. experiencing over there. It's beautiful. No, it's, it's literally beautiful. And so when things like that happen and, you know, for anyone that's listening to this podcast, and if you are that 40 year old person living in wherever the fuck you are, and you're just listening because you're a negative individual and you're having issues with your own life, listen to what you just said, right? You are the, these, these individuals, right? That are literally risking their life for the, 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 the soul of this nation for everything that we stand for, right? If you can give them a little bit of happiness or get them through that, whatever experience, that's what it's all about. And you make more people happy than upset, right? At I least like I that. think so. Yeah, I think so too. Right. Poor, angry, you know, porn, watching porn, just being just yes, exactly. so angry. <laughs> Thank God it's not that way. Yeah. But <laughs> It's been, Can we do that again? Oh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And honestly, I've gotten, I, I've, the only negativity I've ever received from anyone has been on the internet. Yeah. In person, everyone's so friendly. Of course they are. And kind yeah. and fun and, and like, they have so many interesting questions, men and women. Yeah. It's been so, it's such a great job. It, like, I, I could be on the front line right now fighting a war for some asshole elitist billionaire yeah. making profits off of my brothers and I being dead on the front line. And I don't, I don't have to do that. No. I can do the love industry. Yes. <laughs> I love it. The love. And I like that though. Like the love industry, right? That's exactly what it is. It's like, I don't understand why in 2020 going into 2021, like there are people still out there thinking that the industry that you are in, that is the most watched industry, the most looked at industry in the entire like space of the internet, right? Yeah. Which is the entire world, right? Uh, that you have any negative thoughts about it, right? Well, I just think it's, I don't know. I'm nauseated by when I'm scrolling along on Twitter and I see, a murder yeah. or I see animal abuse yeah. or like an actual human murder, yeah. even if it's on, you know, enemy lines. I don't, I yes. just seeing a life lost and yet you blur, you show a sheer fabric over a nipple on Instagram and you're off of there. Yep. How dare you? Why? Why would you perpetuate fear so much? I mean, no. I get it. I know, I understand the war machine and how yes. that works, you know, very tactfully. Yeah. But I mean, it, that's, the standard is changing. The paradigm's changing. It is. People are starting to normalize sex. Yep. And porn doesn't need to be the first thing, you know, your teen no, sees no, as far no, as an no. example of sex. No, no. I think, I personally think it should definitely always be out of the hands, eyes, and viewership of minors yeah. until they understand, like, sex from from a normal first from normal, time especially encounter. dudes man you know because there there are even myself when i was younger you know i look at sex and think it like that's the way it's got to be done or like this guy's thing is you know why is it why is it my right you get as a male you get so caught in your your head about it and you get so wrapped in especially if you're young right when um, you see these guys this is long film yes, yes. with a huge crazy wiener and, yeah. and he's like rawr, 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 yeah. just like going at it all crazy these guys have pills they have yes. other medical assistance They've been doing this a long time. Yeah. You know, they know their bodies yeah. or they're just faking it till they yeah, make it. Exactly. And they're, they're, that's why there's such a high turnover in male talent. Yeah. It's an extremely hard job. That's why Alex Legend's done such a fucking awesome job. I don't know if you know who he is. Great person. Yeah. I, I, that's, I had him on. Yeah. Um, and you know, he was talking exactly about that, right. Is everything, you know, there's a high turnover rate of males mm -hmm. because it's just a different, different situation. Um, you know, that, that, that being said, right. Uh, the, 
you know, when you're a kid, it's like you, you watch porn, maybe you think it has to be, or at least I did, right? I thought it had to be that way, right? But as an adult with my wife, when, when I, sorry, babe, I'm going to say this, right? Uh, <laughs> when I make love with my wife, right? It's it, it, at times, right? It's a fucking hour orgasm. It is the connection when you yeah. make true love with an individual. It's not every time, right? Yeah. Sometimes you want this, right? You want to just fuck, right? Yeah. But the love part, like, and you're never going to get that by, um, you know, right? No, it doesn't. And you see the positions they're in, the furniture they're in, the scenarios are unrealistic. Uh The conversation's hilarious. We all fast forward. (laughs) Anybody who's an avid porn watcher, fast forward. Yeah, I do. I don't want to hear that shit. Who cares? Like, Guardians of the of the you know (laughs) of the coxlessly whatever. Like, what? There's always so stupid names. Yeah. And then you know the. It's a it's a show. It's a show, and this is something I've like. People will walk up and they'll be like, "What's it like?" Yeah. And it's probably nothing like you expect. Nothing like you'd want to hear no. about. You know, a girl drinks an enema, and then we all got to wait three hours for her to get carted off to the. I mean, like stuff yeah. like that that happens. Yeah. It's like, but it's not real. Like yeah. no one walks up to Robert Downey Jr. and says, "What's it like to be Iron Man?" Yes, exactly. Because <gasps> it's not real. It's not real. That makes, that's like the best analogy I've ever heard. Right. Right. And that's, that's what you're saying. But I love no, that you're like being to honest. fly. Like, yeah. what's it? cause it's not, it's not real, but you're being honest. Like, yeah. You're, you're so fucking honest about it. And I, and I love that. And so, um, but are there ever times when you are on set, do you connect with an individual and it's maybe sometimes you know, different? Who I have the best relationships with are the crew and the, yeah. and because I'm there to, be a part of their artistry. Yeah. They have a place, a dress, a, a lingerie, a style, a look for me for the day. Those are who I've bonded with the most. And those are who I've had the most, probably the most impactful offset relationships with. <laughs> are the, and cause I like to watch where's the camera placed? Where's the lighting at? Yeah. What kind of, what's she doing different with my hair and makeup? And do I like the way it looks on camera that day? Can I repl- replicate that at home? Yeah. So I spent a lot of years learning from the crew, um, really good organizational tactics and yeah. stuff that they'll have too. And they're just on top of shit and they're, they're exhausted. I mean, they bust their ass. The crew does the crew yeah. on all production sets, they bust do. their ass. They do. And so i just show up and I'm like, okay, how can I make their job easier? Where can, how can I be alert, hydrated, like ready to go on time prompt? I want to make, get the show on the road because everybody's like, the makeup artist has to go over to her kids and get her ex-husband and they got the groceries and the other one's got the PTA meeting in the morning. So it's like, everybody's there just to get the show on the road. dude. I'm, and so that's why I've bonded with the most over the years. This makes me so happy because my wife is a union makeup artist, right? Oh, nice. And so, you know, I know what she goes through and, and she was really impacted uh, very hard because of COVID, right? Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the year, she was fucking killing it, working on big Netflix movies, like just dominating, right? Oh, and then everything got shut down, no work. The past few weeks, shit's picked back up. She had like 10 union days, like just been killing it. But on hearing you say, you know, the the most impactful and like understanding that these human beings, they're there for a job and they're working and they're yeah. busting their ass and, you know, giving the respect that they deserve because mm-hmm. they are, you know, you're there for a job, they're for a job, yeah. you know, but. But if it, I cancel, there's the thing, like I always thought about, if I cancel, in porn anyway. Yeah. It's not like it's around the actress, unless it's like my thing yeah. that I'm partner. It's like the Nicole show. Yes. It's not always a Nicole show. It's the blonde with big tits show or yes. whatever that episode entails. Yes. Like MILF mid 
thirties, you know, whatever, <laughs> then I fill the role. But if I'm out, I'm out. I don't get that payday again. They pick yeah. up somebody else or they cancel the shoot and postpone it. Yeah. So I mean, would rather have everybody on set that day, make money and have a good day. Yes, absolutely. It's way easier. Have you always been like this? The consideration? Yes. Um, I thank say that you. again. With everything. I love that. Thank you. That's amazing. He's known me for in my entire life. You're like, you don't know her, then when you do meet her, you're like, holy shit, you're like way different. Thank you. A hundred percent. No, I, I like, honestly, when you were coming, I didn't know what we were going to talk about, right? I do everything off the cuff because yeah. I want to know about a person, right? Like, yeah. but you start talking about psychedelics and everything we've talked about, right? It's just, I, no, never, never would have thought that, right? Yeah. But what that means is you're a fucking real person, right? For sure. It's helped me. Like yes. looking at me the way people sometimes will come up to yeah. me in public, they're like shaking and they're so nervous. And to me, because I'm with me all the time, I'm like, you're dude, with- it's okay. It's just me. Like, I feel like, dude, what are you doing? Do you think you don't recognize me? It's just me. Yeah. But there's some kind of weird, like if everybody, you know, not everybody can go through my particular linear path or anything, no. but if everybody kind of just like realize that, everybody's just a person and the people that put on the show and like, I'm this. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you don't know you yet. Yeah. I don't, I know you don't because you're, you're parading yourself as if you're somebody else. Yes. As if you are your body. Yes. Yeah. Just hanging onto it for a little floating or it's like you're in the driver's seat, but through this tiny little gland in your brain and you're just sitting through that little space of awareness and you're just driving this fucking flesh box (laughs) and it's fun. (laughs) But uh, has that helped you? No. Has it, has it helped you? Like, you know, in, in your line of work being just real, like, because when we started the podcast, right. You're like, if you started today, things are way different. Right. So you've built a brand that you've built, you know, who you are, right. I'm calling this in. Right. Um, has that helped you? I've had, yeah, I've had the, the, the basic foundation of, really of being a pushover, yeah. being a people pleaser, went too far, figured it out through some introspection, psychedelics. And then um, now I just like, I know that I have passion for that. I love being a host and I love helping people. And it's just, it's not like conditional. It's like, if I see somebody, I'm like, oh my God, I can help them. Okay, yeah. Make a call really quick. Hold on. Yes, I'll figure it out. I just like, I got to figure shit out. If I see a hole with a void I can fill, why wouldn't I do it? It's yeah. honestly it was a pushover thing. And then it was like, how can I use this innate desire, this need to help in all ways, fill the void that I apparently feel with the need to help. How can I get it and get it and give it and give it? When I do do something nice for somebody, I get this little rush. Yes. 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 And I don't tell anybody about it. No, no. I love you being honest about it. Yes. It's like when I go, sometimes I'll like get a ride to the grocery store after having a big fucking edible. Yes. And I'll go grocery shopping really high. And then I'm like, nobody knows. Yeah. That's the same. Like I, I lo- I'm an introvert and I love my little secret adventures that I have. And that's when you, you gotta yeah. like people need to start doing, I think more of that. It's, yes. What are you getting out of it? Are you yeah. having fun? Are yeah. you enjoying yourself? Yeah. Nobody needs to hear about it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Exactly. You can just have your little fun time, yes. your yes. experiences and your things. Like when we go out, you know, we just like, la la la, we leave our phones. Yes. We just be like at the mall, like looking at dumb shit for three hours, high as fuck, like not documenting what we're no, eating. Being you know, in like, the experience, being in the moment. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. So many people think that they, you know, need to throw everything online. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's tough. like, come on. You know, when I was going through that experience when I was in the hospital, right. I didn't post one fucking thing about it. I didn't say anything about it. Yeah. The first time I ever came out about it was through this podcast, like two months ago through a post that I did um, where it was me talking about it in the video. Right. And I had all yeah. these people reach out to me, Brock, are you okay? It's like three fucking years ago. Right. But, yeah. um, if for me, I, I, my shit is my shit, right? I don't need to put everything out there, right? It's like, it's so terrible, weird that there is this need to like, this is me, this is what I do. It's like, no, Instagram, social media, it's fake. Come on. It is it, fake. and it, But it's amazing it's at the just, same time. So. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's a beautiful way for us all to connect for the first time, all at the same yes. time to everyone in the world. Yeah. I feel so blessed to do yes. that. But it's tough, like when it gets to that point. There's, I think, there's the polar, the polarity yeah. of it. The people who need to post everything out of, okay, I don't know what what I'm doing is good enough um, for whatever particular perceived standard that I think I need to live to. I'm going to post this and see how many, what what number can I equate to the validity of my actions and yeah. choices. And like, okay, let me get this down. We have 4,000 likes in 10 minutes. Oh my God, is that enough? Is it the algorithms and likes? And, yep. I mean, Instagram's a great place to sell stuff. Oh my That's gosh. It. It's, yeah, exactly. That's it, right? It's, and a, cat, it's a tool. Well, occasional cat video. Yeah, well, <laughs> Fucking cats are so <laughs> TikTok, cute. though, is, is great dogs. for that, too. Talking oh to that cat fucker. Videos. That's all. That's the only thing that they're most necessary. Yes. Cat videos. Cute yeah, yeah, dogs. Yeah, they are. Dogs of Instagram. Yes, 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 but yes. I just, I love animals so much. And it's so funny, like, how everything is evolving kind of along the same timeline. Like, we're getting smarter, more conscious, more yes, mindful. Yes, we are. It seems like our animals are doing the same. They're yes. moving more up into, like, a human consciousness. They have little egos. Of course they are. Little personality traits. It's evolution. Yeah. Come it's on. so it, wonderful to see them have such little human interactions with each that. other You're and with us. You're saying that. It's yeah. so true to think about that, right? Because, like, if you believe in Darwinism and if you believe in evolution, which I'm hope that you do. And if you don't, that's your own problem. Um, but we don't stop, right? It's, it's, you know, you're not going to see it on a day-to-day level, but if you even look at your own life from a macro level, you're definitely evolving. Right. And so then on the bigger scale, we're all evolving. It does not stop. So then if animals, dogs and cats are around humans so much, mm-hmm. what does that mean? They're going to start picking up traits and, yeah. you know, through hundreds and thousands of years, a, a dog and a cat, then maybe one day could have, you know, we could talk together or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Right. Yeah. Th- well, there's already true. speech therapists and like, even Darwin was, was a little bit like towards the end is letter ladder stuff yeah. was like, Oh, I don't know if I believe that or anymore. I know. Which was kind of cool yeah. because it helps us all show that you can have theories and stuff and they change as time changes. Yes, Not anything is set in stone. No, no, nothing but is. But you're right. It's so great to see them. These little, little, what we would call human interaction yeah. and these incredible intelligent personalities. And they have these speech therapists that I've followed actually a couple on Instagram that are, that are, um, partnering with their dog or their cat to find ways to use this device to map out little buttons that the dog or cat can push. Have you seen this? What's it called? They actually communicate. Talking Stella. To that. Talking they to actually communicate like if they want to go outside. Yes. They're like, if, I'm hungry. Yeah. Mom, I want to go. Pull this up. Yeah. Pull this up. What's it called? St- uh, I love this one dog, Stella. The, um, the white one, right? The, oh, no, there's a dark dog that I love that she has a... She has a board with a bunch of buttons on it. Um, oh my goodness! It's Stella. Stella's talks or well, there, there's the ape, right? Did you guys you guys know about the ape that uh, it passed away, but it had like it could sign over two thousand. 
words. Oh, like have full yeah. conversations, right? Coco. And what, Coco, yes. Yeah. You're so Incredible. smart. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And when that cat died, she was so sad. And like, it's just like amazing to see that these animals, I mean, that was, that's nuts, but yeah. I want to see this. Okay. What's it called? Dog well, talks. Actually cats too. They press on this. Yeah. Here we go. I'm clicking on it. Let me see. Actually, I might be able to pull up. This dog is so awesome. Stella. Oh, we're not going to be able to hear it, I don't think. Oh, they don't meow to each other. They only meow and communicate. Hold on. All right, you pull it up on your thing because we're not going to be able to hear it on this. That's one thing I need to set up. Here we go. No, but I love that you know all of this, right? And I think it's, uh, you know, really it's amazing. Great to watch it. Yeah, I yeah. think that's why we're we're suddenly so yeah. enamored with animal yeah. videos because yeah. we relate to them. And you see, like, you know, there's a lot of chaos going on right now. Yes. But um, in general, the compassion and empathy for animals is going through the roof. You see yeah. a huge vegan movement. It's crazy. And yeah, and you know, vying for the environment and being yeah. more eco-conscious. Be more mindful, right? Being more mindful of right? other beings. Exactly. The, the you know, lesser, you know, consciousness being, not lesser consciousness. Yes. That sounds hierarchy, but <laughs> I'm better. I'm better than you. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, maybe- but the, but the, the, I guess lower level consciousness beings that we share this yeah. realm with, we have to be conscious that they are conscious. Yeah. They have feelings and emotions. They cry. They are excited. They're, they're learning. They recognize faces. It's so um, crazy. It's so crazy. But you just pointed out something with the veganism, right? For me for years now, I'm, um, I am, I was a hundred percent plant-based, but now I'm 90% plant-based all my food and I'm 10% only like wild caught fish, uh, anything like wild caught, maybe even 95% plant-based 5%. And I, and I went that I was hundred percent, but I was having issues with my gut biome. I tried so many things. Yeah. I incorporated a little bit of fish. It will not be, um, you know, factory farm. That's just me. Right. And I don't push this on anyone. I barely actually talk about it. Um, unless someone brings it up, but it, it helped change my gut biome. I got, you know, what I needed from that, what I wasn't getting. Um, but we are seeing this shift, this, this, this total consciousness that's being more aware of the environment and people around us and animals, yeah. you know, so that's such a good point. Um, well, what's as up? we evolve, Sorry. everything else is going to evolve too. Yeah, there's, it just doesn't stop. Here we go. The cat's meow is her way of communicating with people. Meowing is an interesting vocalization and the adult cats don't actually meow at each other, just at people. Kittens meow to let their mother know that they're cold or hungry, but once they get a bit older, cats no longer meow to other cats. They only meow to communicate with humans. Look at that. Sometimes they scream when they're about to fight. Holy shit. I didn't. Yeah, that's true too, right? But is that a meow? Is that a meow? It's like a hey. My dog lashes every time that my wife or I come home. Um, she like does this howl and she knows that we like it. She doesn't oh, fucking normally howl, you know, yeah. but, but she does it because it makes us happy. And then yeah. we do, we said, do it again, do it again. Oh, yeah, yes. And yes. she fucking yeah. loves it. Right. <laughs> um, so wait, earlier you said that you, um, you, you cut alcohol out of your system. I did. What was that? What, tell me about it. I, oh gosh, I, this was the, I was dating someone who I, <laughs> Are you all right? Yeah, I just put the butt side in my mouth. Ah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's all good. Sorry. Oh, that's what she said. Ah, um, bing, put the butt side in my mouth. <laughs> um, I like that. There, there. I, I attracted this person into my life um, based on my perception of reality. I manifest this person, and it was a nod. It was rough. It was and then rough. as I started to, uh, to evolve out of that, I realized we only really have fun when we drink. We really have fun when we drink together. It's true. And then I was like, okay. And then I remember we had one night 
where we went and hung out with like my cousin and some guy he was date she was dating and we drank a bunch and I drank too much. Yeah. And then I, I the next morning I woke up and I was like, I'm done. Um <sighs> I was doing it for years for a social band-aid. That's yep. the most petty of reasons yes. for me anyway. And I was doing it for very petty reasons. So I was like, I just, I, this just no longer serves me. And then I was doing like little cannabis candies at the time. And then right after that was about when I started smoking. Yeah. Like actually smoking like a little bit here and there. How old is that? 20. Tiny. tiny. Just a little bit. Okay. Yo, okay. At like f- how long ago? Five and a half, five and a half years ago, almost six years ago. Not even that long ago. No. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's been five years in June since I gave up drinking. Yeah. So. Kudos to you. Thank you. Do you want to use these headphones? Because I see you keep on lifting them. These ones are no, a little bit No, I have bigger. these earrings that are just bugging me. I got them oh. up in that little pocket. Okay. Though, so they're yeah, good okay. now. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries, yeah. no worries. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, this little earring. <laughs> I know, I know. You. But whatever. Metal. I apologize. If, but yeah, if you want to use these, these are bigger, like around. No, these are okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to point it's out okay. something. Okay. No, I have an odd shaped skull. So yeah. sometimes it's, it just things are need a little stuff in me. You, know? you have an odd shaped skull. I, I, think I love so. that. Yeah. Why? I think so. Explain. It's just interesting. I, you know, and I was showing this picture. I had this really odd kind of a couple months there I was doing mushrooms and like investigating my family story. Yes. Just out okay. of, I was like, how can I, all right, what's the, what's the real story here? Cause I had some weird, interesting things in my family. And I remember looking at a baby picture of me going, I don't look anything like my parents. And so there were two Ashley Nicole Millers. It's my legal name. Sorry. You can blur that out or I don't know. Whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> as long as you care, don't care. And there were two of those, two of us, yeah. us born in the hospital on the same day or in the same time. So I don't, and I just, I think about, I, like I took a DNA test like a while ago and yeah. my mother is Greek and I'm not. So I'm just oh. wondering. Um, and I have a really, really like looking at my baby picture, I had the weirdest shape skull. Just the, I don't even, I don't know. It just is, there's some, I think there's some kind of missing wow. link there. Does, I don't know. Do you know what the other person looks like? Um, yeah, he's, uh, it's a, he, what? The My other, per- no, 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 oh. your father, the other <laughs> person. Child. Yes. No, I, 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 you know, learning this as an adult, my mother, that there was a name alert bracelet on me when I was born. No, I don't know. I'm wow. Sure In the, the same hospital, like. there was another Ashley and I'd, Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. What, have you talked to your family you about that? No, <laughs> I haven't really mentioned it much. Um, Good catch. My mom, you know, uh, was adopted and found her birth parents. Okay. And uh, they're they're Greek, or one half is Greek. And I'm I'm not. You're not Greek. Greek. Does that does that bother you? It does because I got a goddamn Greek tattoo on me <laughs> years ago that I'm having to laser off. Nice. That for that for my decision and that yes. part of my freight my little wow. incident of terror. Wow. But no, I just was like, huh. Okay, well, where am I from then? Yeah, you do yeah, that's um yeah, that would be a lot. That would be a lot for me. And I'd have to do some deep soul searching. But at the end of all of it, right? 
Your parents raised you, right? Even if it's true, let's just hypothetically say that oh, it's true. If it was, the, 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 it would be it would be okay because yes. I know who yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. My lineage isn't. Yes. My genetics got me to look like this. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, kinda. some surgery too. <laughs> let's be honest. But it's mostly genetics yes. has gotten me to look like this. So I'm fine with it. My body's in perfect working order. I'm happy about that. You got it works yes. well. I'm Respect. negative for everything. I'm like no genetic weird stuff. Like I, I really yeah, like. I, I'm healthy. So I'm grateful for that. That is, I, I walk. I talk. I have arms. I can, you know, see stuff. You it's, can think on your own. I can smell really good smell. <laughs> I can listen. I'm to a music. good smeller. I'm so oh, yeah. great. So it works well. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Well, that's that. That is a beautiful thing. I always tell my wife that she's got amazing genetics. Everyone in her family lives a long fucking time. They're Ooh. Hawaiian, right? Um, ah. They got a great great genetics, just yeah. saw DNA, no issues. And then yes. you look at my Jewish ass and, um, I just, you know, I, I got fibro and back issues and everyone in my family dies in their seventies. Right. And it's just like, it's, it's shitty, right? It's really it's interesting, shitty. Yeah. But, and this is a big one. There was a time about a year ago where I said, or maybe a year and a half, two years ago, I said, fuck that. Yeah. You know what? If that's, if that's the name of the game, if that's it, right. Then, um, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to work out. I'm going to push myself. And you know what? When I am in pain, right? My back's hurt. My fucking feet are on fire, right? I tell myself, don't be a bitch. And what I, and I literally, and I put it out there and I put it out there and there's something that happens Mm -hmm. that it just, it shifts. So maybe that pain gets a little bit less, right? Because our brains are so fucking strong. I just read uh, David Goggins book. Um, Can you look this up? Can't hurt me. I think is the name of oh, it. I'd love to hear right? about it. Uh, and it is a man's journey. I've never in my life heard of of someone pushing themselves so far. Right. This gentleman, um, in a three month period of time, lost over like 120 pounds just to join the Navy. David Goggins, um, just to join the Navy SEALs. Right. And or join the Navy. I think then to become the Navy SEAL. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like almost theoretically impossible. Right. And he pushed himself to do that. And then he, uh, went through seal training, right. went through buds and, um, which is like one of the hardest things. Like they push you in hell week so fucking hard. Uh, I, and I want to look up this percentage, but a majority of them don't make it. Like, let's say there's 200, only like 20 actually make it. Right. Um, the book is called can't hurt me, uh, master your mind and defy the odds by David Goggins. Right. It just came out like a year or two ago. Um, look at, look at this up, please too. How, what's the percentage of people that complete buds, uh, Navy seal training. And so he went through it one time, fucking um, like hurt himself or something happened. I forget. Uh, and, and then had to do it again within a year time. He did it three fucking times. Wow. He literally had like broken shins, um, and pushed himself through it to comp- complete it. I, and, and then he's done these massive, just, uh, like, uh, like, um, marathons and triathlons and, uh, and, you just see when he is literally with broken bones, but still fucking running. Mm-hmm. You see our our brain is way more powerful than we think. And here's the, the percentage, right? Uh, see. Uh, buds, look at this. 11%. Success is 33, but overall, 11%. Wow. It is so fucking hard, but to go through it three times in a year with broken, it's just nuts. <sighs> and- 
The tenacity. Exactly. Of the spirit. Yeah. Soul. So, so incredible. When I, uh, he has a thing called, um, a, uh, uh, oh, it's like not, don't be a bitch mirror, but it, what it is normally on this mirror right here, I have post-its, right? And it's all the things. Let me grab it. Hold on. Okay. It's right here. I pull it off when I have a hot podcast, right? It's all oh, you thing. do? I leave yeah. mine up when guests yeah, yeah, come. <laughs> yeah, well. I love that. A, I know what you mean, though. You write your personal a, thoughts. And never yeah, well, no, no. It's it, like, yeah. all right, so um, these are things that I didn't do. I'll just read it, right? The left side to the right side, um, uh, which is like all the crazy shit. You did not kill yourself. Experience, I said. I quit vaping, right? I graduated cosmetology school. It changed my life. I transformed my brain, uh, transformed my body and my health. Um, I became a man, right? Um, I helped transform the company that I am at right now. I married my wife, right? Which she should have left me. I quit smoking cigarettes, right? Uh, I built my wife's trust because I did a lot of fucked up things for so long, right? Uh, But I, I eventually did it. I got off drugs. I used to smoke fentanyl for a long period of time in my life. Now, here's some of the things that I need to work on. And it's just things that I need to work on right now because if you put so many things out there, you're never going to accomplish it, right? So it's small little chunks. I procrastinate a lot. I'm not lazy, but I fucking procrastinate. Right here is another one. You will face confrontation and eat it for breakfast as I fucking hate confrontation, right? But we're really fucking working on it and pushing myself. I will stand up for myself, right? Um, And now next thing is uh, I'm not good at being on time. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy. I will not be a bitch, right? And I will push 10%, push myself 10% on everything, yeah. right? And so it's like, I, I look at like things that I, I, I've accomplished, right? Yeah. It's not everything, but it's just a small chunk, right? It's important to have those on the same mirror. Exactly. To be able to see, look at what you, all you've done and yes. these other things. And even they're still in, like, it's almost... Not that you're minimizing your accomplishments by having the same things on the same mirror, no. because it's important to be able to say, I've done a mountain yes. of accomplishments as a spirit, as a person, as a man. Yeah. And then being able to see these other things that are like, they're just little things. Exactly. That possibly might hinder my, you know, ability to create what I want for myself. Yes. Yeah. There's that's I've done that too. I love that with both of you. It's called an accountability mirror. Yeah. And I got that from the book. I changed the way I phrase things to myself though. And this has really helped because growing up in, um, in, I guess the, the dynamic with a parent that minimized and diminished everything you did and took credit for the things that you did well. So growing up without that sense of self-worth, I had to create that from the, from the, the dirt yeah. and fertilize and worms and all the everything, and everything, everything before anything was going to sprout there. It's so true. Uh, you know, and from, that, that self monologue yeah. is so important because you know, you grow up with the negative, with the lack focusing on the lack yep. rather than like, I do that too. I'll, I'll find myself putting things off for a delayed amount of time. So I'll keep that in mind, even if I need to point out what exactly I'm doing. If I recognize I take a little longer to take the to put the initiative into starting something, I'm not always a self-starter, then I'll write that down rather than I'm a procrastinator. Because seeing uh, it in print for me reaffirms the fact that I used to think that I'm a procrastinator. I'm really not. I just take a little different motivation in getting started. So I'll find different ways to to frame my mind to address things that need my attention in a way that reaffirms my good, you know, my good traits and and reshapes the way I speak to myself and certain words and things I've taken out of my language (sighs) to myself and to others so that when I see something on the mirror, it says, 
um, you know, if I'm in meditation, pardon me, or if I'm <laughs> on a trip or something and I get a phrase or a color or a word from my, my angelic guidance or something comes through that's significant, I'll, um, they'll give me great ways to reframe the adjectives I use and the self-descriptions that I use. So I'll write something rather than, you know, what I'm not. I'll say, I would like to feel more empowered, empowered in getting things done in a, in a timely manner. Wow. I'll, yes. I'll find like new ways to write, to, to write to myself, to yeah. speak to myself and re- changing that language has yes. really helped me not like punish myself or dangle anything over myself so that I need to work for my approval. Yeah. I already am deserving just as I am now, even as a procrastinator, I just need to change that word because that is a self-limiting word. It is. It is. It's so, wow. I'm, literally going to take a lot from that because it's like, I'm looking at it. I was like, I wrote, I don't be a bitch. Fuck. I'm not a bitch. Like if someone breaks in my house or like something happens, like I'm the first one to stand up. Yeah. I'm the first one to one literally your, do anything. But yeah. you know, for me, like confrontation, right. That is, yeah. that has been a problem for me. Right. It's like, but I'm at this point where I like, I wrote, don't be a bitch, but it's like, no, I'm, I'm not a bitch. Yeah. I'm not a bitch at all. Right. One of your other posts, it said, stand up for yourself. So yeah. You can you can hold space as a man, yeah. as the protector of your home, your wife, yeah. your cute animals out there. Thank you. <laughs> you know, you can this is my space and I choose to make this space safe. Wow. You can do that with certain measures, like you have Arlo cameras and nest and I grid my house with selenite because yeah. I'm the ener- yeah. energetic weird yeah. one. And but little things like that where you can make your space safe, you can have the utilities you need baseball bat, gun, knife, whatever. You're like my my uh, and the ability to use I have one too yeah by my bed it's wrapped in barbed wire like <laughs> negan's bat and uh it's so fun it is but if you if you're like okay that's a tool that i will use in the event there's an intruder yeah but otherwise there's no need to anticipate an intruder no that's just creating you're, fear of you're, you're, you're correct right because i'm yeah. constantly like i'm constantly in fear like my whole life i've always thought someone was following me like i walk down the street and i have to turn around right For sure same uh, as a woman i don't like, i oh, don't doubt the world's that. gonna rape me what, yes. i'm not gonna get raped it, i mean it, it, it's very unlikely yes. I'm going to get raped. Yes. And, but like that, that same thing with yeah. the, don't be a bitch. Yeah. You're, um, that you weren't the first one to speak that to yourself. Someone else spoke that to no, you first, not right? No, not at all. A hundred percent. Well, I, I grew up, you know, my, uh, my dad led with a heavy hand, Same. Um, yeah. you know, beat fucking beat the shit out of me sometimes. And, um, you know, my, my mom just, uh, I, I love her and she's changed so much. Um, but she was confused when, you know, she, she was younger and maybe didn't make some of the right decisions. And yeah. so I, I live my life now where it's like, I want to do everything different than my parents. Right. Same. Oh yeah. And I, and I, and I definitely have, and I take it from you very, very similar on that. Um, but yeah, the don't be a bitch for me is like, not like, um, commanding thing, but like for like my, my work, right. And things that I do. And sometimes I let things drag out too far where Mm -hmm. I should have stood up for myself at work where I shouldn't be, you know, like, uh, just want to make everyone happy, a pleaser, I guess. Right. And And you don't even have to take that tone from your father's, you know, dominating, don't be a bitch. That word needs to die. I yeah. mean, it's, it is. It's, it does. You know, I mean, it's culturally relevant. It's yes. you know, fun. Yeah, if I can bitch, but yeah. <laughs> men should never be speaking to themselves that no. way. And I'm honest with myself. The For thing sure. is, is like so many people, like so many dudes out there, right. Are not honest with themselves. If they look in the fucking mirror, right. They're going to bandaid so many different, everyone is and men and gonna, women. And if they do look truly deeply in the mirror, if yeah. that mirror is close enough to their face, they'll see, 
I'm not a bitch. I'm considerate of others and I'm trusting in that what others say they're going to do, they will do because that's the kind of man I am. Yep. So you can, you, know, <laughs> you just fucking, it, yes. it's crazy because like men are like, Oh, I got to, you know, don't dress feelings. Don't cry. Don't face it. Don't Fuck break that. down. You know, nobody needs to feel that way ever. No. Most certainly not men. And that no. whole don't be a bitch thing. is like, no. If you'd like to, you know, maybe set a higher, you know, set the the tone yeah. for the business interaction, you can do that. You know, this is what I expect in our business interaction. This is the timeline I expect it in. And this is what we can come to agree upon yep. between the two of us. And then if those, you know, whatever, they don't do their end, then you can say, well, I'm sorry, but there's going to be a consequence for this. That yeah. way you take back your, this was the agreement, you didn't meet it. And I can hold my ground because- I have that dignity in that I would hope that someone would hold me accountable if I didn't follow through with my shit. Wow. So you can, you can still be and, and really just, I am sensitive and I am considerate because that's being a bitch. If you're sensitive, if you're considerate, if you're introspective and if you're mindful of others and you give others a little cushion because you would like a little cushion in the times when you couldn't meet demands. Yep. So it's great to be like, wow. I just need, I just need to appreciate those qualities about myself. Yeah. It's great to be a bitch. You know what? It's I love being mushy and emotional, and I love making people cry because I do tarot yes, cards. Yes, and yes, yes. Like mediumship you do? work and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I love helping people that. to cry because I don't make them cry; I help them cry. Yes, you yes. Have to be able to cry. Those now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like ever since I became like a dad. Yeah. The animal rescue stories get me the most. Or just the humanity. Just the ones where they still show that there's humanity. Yeah. People just doing things just because. Yeah. I tell my kids, do one good deed a day. Yeah. Yeah. You have to do at least one good thing for somebody. Holding the door. Yeah. yeah. Hold the door for somebody that's just walking in. We're walking out of the door. Yeah. Stand there. They hold it. As soon as they touch it, thank you. And even if they don't realize if there's whatever their age, if they don't realize what they're doing, I remember doing the same thing. My mother taught me very rigidly. You hold the door, you please. And thank you. Just the basic stuff. And I just did it out of habit as a kid. And then I was like, one day I was like, here you go. You're welcome. Enjoy your day. And I was like, fuck yeah. I held that door and I had a good, and I liked that person. I liked their smile. I hope they said, thank you. And I felt it. You know, speaking with you right now, it's, it's very therapeutic, right? It's like a lot. No, I'm like, I'm so serious. Like just everything that you just said, you know, about being sensitive and like looking within and uh, not, not saying those things to myself, right? Having more respect and more self-worth. That's huge. It's tough. We're not taught that. No. We're taught the complete opposite. Comparison, scarcity, anticipation, worry, regret. Yeah. A hundred percent. No, it's, uh, it's a def, it's definitely a beautiful thing. Um, looking at your, your own life and the things that you have gone through, it really sounds like you've evolved a lot in the past five years. A lot. Right. Yeah. It's been awesome. It, 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 it totally, um, just everything that I've, I've heard up to this point, right? it's, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. What do you think it is though? Right. Is it the books, the, the psychedelics, the, work whatever the hell it is i think it's um the just the big question i think what am i doing here what is real what is god yeah um and what isn't real and i think detoxing um hard off of some yucky food 
and opening up my glands and my consciousness and my awareness to what else could be questioned. What can I question? Um, Because nothing was making sense. I remember even being in school thinking like, this doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't sound right. History, chemistry, science, math, nothing sound or seemed, that doesn't seem, I don't know why. There's something in me that's like, that doesn't seem right. So just the questions that welled up and um, coupled with some really um, impactful spiritual experiences as a child. And then um, just kind of, really randomly falling into place all the right things at the right time for me not having a plan has worked out so much more than having a plan <laughs> i love that i was like all right i'm gonna get into porn for like a couple weeks and i'm gonna make a couple thousand bucks and i'm gonna get the fuck out yeah. and now i am 10 years later the happiest i, I could have never imagined my 30s this joyous yeah. i did anticipate a short life as i was when i was younger because i just I don't have any yep. love for this place and now recalling my purpose and having so much fun carrying it out randomly, unexpectedly, in the most beautiful ways, coming into contact with people who have like-minded ideas, yeah. concepts, joys, troubles, fears, yeah. you know, all of like the same kinds of traumas and seeing um, this reverberation effect in most people fighting the same exact battles under different titles yeah. right now in different ways. And that there's a collective conscious evolution going on in all ways and all systems have to be overturned yeah. in order for us to really truly move forward as a, as a one human civilization. Absolutely. No, a hundred percent. And, uh, it sounds so cliche. No, but- no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't because it's the truth though, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's literally the truth. And if that's what you truly believe, then why is it, you know, you know, cliche or everybody's got to have an overview effect. Yeah. Very, everybody's real polarized and you know, um, my microcosm is not up to my standards and it's like, but you are the standard and you are the creator of everything you're getting, everything you're getting a hundred percent, 100%. And life is just co-creating. They're not doing unto each other. We're just co-creating. That's what we're here to do. And life isn't linear. Like you said, right? It's It's, not, uh, it's not. It's, it's it's like life is like a relationship. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not, it's in and out. It's a, Round up, down. There's it's a fucking there's, roller coaster. There's blips in t- in what we think is linear time yeah. that isn't no. because it's like how do you explain um, you know the uh, Mandela effect? Yeah. Do you remember the Berenstein Bears? No, I don't. Look remember the Berenstein up. Bears? No. Okay, but f- before you look it up, now. before you look it up, let me ask you: Was it Berenstein? Berenstein, right? Okay, I'm lost. You know what they're talking about? Okay, okay. so... Life lessons, right? But it was the Berensteins. There was the mama bear, papa bear, and then the two babies, right? Boy and the girl, son and daughter. The Berensteins. Now it's Berenstain. Berenstain? Stain. Do you remember it that way? Can you please look this There's up? no way, right? I have right? no idea what the heck you guys are talking about. So these little blips in time where all of a sudden the timeline will change. You know, everybody for a while thought Mandela died in prison. Yes. And then well, yeah. didn't. That's where that comes <laughs> from. Yes, yes. So that was a big one. That was globally, almost globally recognized. It's a household occurrence. Yes, absolutely. tons of these all the time. So you ever like set your keys down and you're in a really contracted state and you're rushed, you're, you're upset, you're angry, you're anticipating getting to work and there's all this chaos happening in a short period of time. 
you go back to wherever your keys were and they're gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. You just set them down. Yeah. So it's so funny. Oh my God. That was the worst. <laughs> and if you guys ever. want some here, take some. <laughs> so sorry. Roll some. Okay. But you'll have these like blips in time where whatever you're anticipating or expecting will shift the outcome of whatever's happening. Like there's no, everything's nothing solid. Nothing. You know, like on a quantum yeah, level, yes. everything's fluid. Yeah. There's like 0.01% actual physical matter. Everything's just dark energy, dark matter photons. Yeah. So there is no solid, there's no solid thing. No, no. It's just perception. It is. And that's why in quantum experiments and stuff like that in a lab, they don't observe the actual experimentation because it can change the outcome based on their conscious expectation. So you, you anything you're observing is just, I see two earrings here and a phone. But if I walk out and I get really pissed and then I get confused and then I get angry and I come back and something's different here, I'm like, well, I changed this reality yes. somehow. Surrounding, like, I can't fucking find my phone and my earrings. I'll come back in here where I left them. And because I was angry out there, I'll change where their location was. I'll find them in two weeks after retrograde's over or something God like that. God damn. <laughs> God damn. Okay, okay, hold on. Home of the Berenstein Bears. Let's hear this. Uh, the Berenstein Bears is a children's literature franchise created. Stan and Jan Berenstein continue to their sons. But now it's Berenstein. 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 Oh, here we go. Right. Why did they change? Um, why did Berenstein Bears change to whatever? This whatever. is a widely okay. known thing. His elementary school teacher said that his name was spelled incorrectly and that she was changing to Berenstein and she wouldn't recognize the spelling of his name in her class because there was no such name. What the fuck? Like this, we go back from the, I remember the first books. We all had Those them. look familiar, I was, but. I, from when I was a kid, I was 34. Yeah, same. It's Berenstein. Yeah. Bear, not Baron Stain. But what does it matter? Well, here's the Why thing: does is it if matter? you go back and look at your books now, it's Baron Stain. I, I like on physical books, physical Berenstein Bears books. They are now Baron Stain. What? What? Even the old ones, if you went to look at it, the timeline changed. There's like there's a weird Mandela effect with this. This is an example. This is small. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something that a lot of people are like, wait a minute, no, it's always been pill spilled. But there's some people that do say, oh, it was always Berenstain. It was not. It was not. It was Berenstain. never. And so it was Stain. Yeah. And that's what you thought back then, but now it's Stain. Well, now it appears to be Stain. Well, because you said yeah. Berenstain or whatever the hell you said. Yeah. And now, and, and, and so if you and looked at a book back from back then, it, it's it spelled this. S-T-A. On a, and look. we all said Berenstain, Berenstain Bears, because this is Berenstain. Berenstain, S-T-E-I-N. Yes. Now it's, it suddenly is stain. And you talk to almost anybody who remembers the books, they're like Berenstain Bears. Because there was a Berenstain Bears and it made you smile when you say it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's incredible. It's like stuff like that. That's incredible. I, I, yeah, I don't, um, yeah, I can't really, uh, we can't pinpoint head. what that is. No, we don't have, no. we don't have the, at least they haven't leaked us the science yet. Yes. Yeah. Eventually. Right. Hopefully. Uh, what are your thoughts about, um, AI? Um, I think there's a place for it and I don't think, um, you know, there's a lot of very negative effects and negative possible connotations and things to anticipate. Yes. Um, but I think in, in the right hands, in the right developers with a conscious, um, you know, mindful development, I think they have a place. I don't think it needs to do everything for us though. I don't think it needs to be shopping for us, listening to us in our homes, 
you know, Hey, what can I do for you? Yep. Can I listen to your purchases and suggest <laughs> some other shit for you to buy? You don't need. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a very valid place for it. Just like anything else. Yeah. It's got a polarity to it. It of has course. a negative and a positive side. Yeah. Like everything in life, like everything, every single thing in life. Yeah. That's uh I, I see people working on this side and then I see, you know, people like Elon Musk, right. Creating the narrow link. And I don't think that's necessary. At all. It, but what, what happens when there comes a point when it, you know, AI becomes so strong and we can't defend against it. Then I don't you just think merge we'll reach it? that point. Don't I don't think, think so. the singularity will become reality. No, I think, Seriously. I think that the, that elitist developer side really wants to unify that yeah. because it's easy to create, you know, droids out of everybody yes of course and have them walking around buying what you suggested them being so suggestible and just okay give me a give me a shot give me a pill give me a you know a reason to hate my life and to become negative cap you know just capitalist yes. just to help everybody and you know, all the elitists get richer and the poor get poorer well that's exactly i mean the wealth gap is fucking insane it's an, it's d- it's devastating it's yeah. it's literally um, insane and and this has a huge effect on it uh the everything that's happening with covid uh, you know, usually in recessions, like you look at, you know, the, the elitist, the wealthy, right. And they're, yeah. they, 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 they drop. Right. And then, you know, the, the lower middle-class drop a little bit more, right. That always fucking happens, but then they come back up. Right. Yeah. And then again, so it was like 2000, 2008. Um, but then you look at this one and it's like the, the, the upper class little blip, but the, you know, the lower to middle and even lower has dropped way more like 75 percent more it's a huge problem yeah it is and they're like well we'll put this implant in this pig brain and i you know it's everything he's revolutionary and incredibly intelligent and very helpful in a lot of ways however you don't believe in this one i don't think that that's really i don't think i'm against animal testing anyway yeah why do you take a pig who would never in her right mind and they're smart. Please put it in. They're incredibly intelligent yeah. and That's empathetic a, yeah. and kind yeah. and soulful. Yeah. Um, so would I, you know, would I want to be abducted? Cause we're going to have the non-terrestrial connection very soon. I think, think so? I think we're going to have open contact and everything's going to be great. And we're going to learn a lot finally from yeah. our star faring brothers and sisters. Yeah. yeah. But I think, if I was to be picked up before I had any con- connection with non-terrestrials, if I had uh, been picked up by a ship and put on a table and implanted and tested on repeatedly, consciously for hours, and then slammed in a cage and been given shit to eat until I died, that would suck. That'd be fucking and terrible. I can empathize with that being a p- terrible possible reality. Yes. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, like when they're snatching monkey babies out of the jungle to go do tests on, the, the baby monkeys, that's the same reality for them. Yeah. Oh my God, this is really scary. I do feel like those are a lot of the times very different. This is, I, I don't know how they take care of them, but they implanted some in their brain. I, I, I guess it's all the same. You know, it's all the fucking same, right? Because uh, I wouldn't want it to happen to me. And I am huge, like proponent, like for uh, fighting against, you know, factory farming, right? Yeah, to see what sure. everything that's going on with that is just, utterly disgusting. And so, you know, although I'm a big believer in Elon Musk and he can help and he's helping transform the future, I totally see where you're coming. I think it's an invasion in human it's, consciousness. It and it's almost a belittlement. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, the the elitist paradigm has led us down this really narrowing tunnel of capabilities, 
realities. I mean, they're, they're cutting us off from each other psychologically, emotionally, um, telling us we don't have telepathic abilities. We can't communicate with our dead loved ones. We can't see ghosts. Aliens aren't real. I mean, they're narrowing us down. Oh, into this. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Don't open your mind. Yep. Don't consider others to be vol- valid and, and righteous in their belief systems. Yep. Don't think anything besides out what, what you think is real is real. Don't, you know, and then, then they're like, and put this chip in your brain. <laughs> we'll tell you what's real. Yep, yep, yep. I so yes, reductionist, yeah, yeah. and um, it's it's belittling because I feel like you know we have uh, we have like all of these you know interesting things like we were talking about near death experiences. Somebody has an NDE, and they come out of it a savant, or they have a head trauma and they come out of it a savant. They have yes. some incredible capability. Where did that come from? Why, yeah, exactly. There's so much science we don't know. And so many things that in ancient human history, I think, leans into um, the likelihood that we as, as consciousnesses healed and loved and detoxed and unified are so Brain much so more much powerful. powerful. Yeah. yeah. We, we have that proof in the placebo effect or this yes, gentleman you just right? spoke of who was David so Goggins. tenacious. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And, you know, we have, we have Qigong, we have um, Reiki, we have all these healing capabilities that are energy healing and light therapy. And there's so much science we don't know, and I feel like it's all, like, this tipping point where we have that AI reductionist kind of, you know, go, go towards buying stuff and become more reliant, more closed-minded, ex- the, the, the contraction, and then we have the expansion of use herbs and smoke herbs and unity and consciousness and finding oneness and healing and, you know, come together and hold hands exactly. and hug and find the fun light shit. How far away do you think we are until aliens contact us? Because it's like, they're already here. Well, but like openly, do you think that they're contacting certain individuals? And yes. yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, did you see how the, um, the uh, the government came out. Um, I'm drawing a blank on who came out, but they said they either recovered uh, yeah. parts of this craft or craft. I don't know. They didn't finish the story, but like they're giving us hints, more and more hints that well, they, there is this reality. That the, the first to to mention to quote the media, yeah. which is also the complex. Uh-huh. So in the pyramid of skiing, like that thing, they're like, okay, let's use the media to shape how we disclose this to the public. Yep, our person. They have to do a slow leak so that the systems don't break down and yes. there's not complete and utter chaos. Mm-hmm. It would break down religion, Everything. history, self-examination would just, oh my God, yeah. people don't, people aren't ready for that level of the dark night of the soul. I think we're sneaking into it with cannabis legalization yes. and a psilocybin. Huge. Yeah, which is great. I think the introspection is a first step because even the non-terrestrials, I think, I think they know we're not really ready for that open contact yet. Most no. of us aren't, no. but some of us are. Yes. And it's fun because um, like I follow a lot of Stephen Greer's work okay. and the CE five contact stuff. My friends and I have done contact events at my home and it's been really fun. Explain that. So there's an app there's um, unacknowledged and uh, what was his last documentary? Let me see. I just watched it. It was incredible. Oh, Stephen highly, Greer. highly recommended. Um, oh fuck. I keep on fucking this up. Beautiful. Unacknowledged must see. And then the recent one he just came out with. He'll probably pull it up before I can remember it. Stephen Greer. Incredible, right there. Do you see him? Incredible work. Totally destroyed this. I've never done it this um, bad. So the CE5 contact app. Let's see. What are those? Unacknowledged. And, and 
Uh, just uh, documentaries, maybe. I see you later. What an incredible individual, never, though. What an incredible story. So Stephen Greer, right? So, so hold on. So hold on. I like a lot of his stuff because he makes he makes non-terrestrial and, and interdimensional being contact easy. It's yeah. a step-by-step guide. There's meditations. And it comes in a lot of different forms. I want to read this real quick, right? Who he is, right? Stephen, uh, I don't know how to pronounce Macon Greer, is an American ufologist and retired uh, traumologist who founded the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence and the Disclosure Project, which seeks... Uh, the disclosure of allegedly classified secret UFO information. Wow. Wow. And and you said that, that, that what app is it again? Uh, the CE5 contact app. I CE5 contact app. And so this is something that you, have you always been a part of this? Like, you no, know? I haven't. I, I kind of just came across his work a few years ago um, through the Gaia uh, network. Okay. And being a huge fan of David Wilcock and then his guest, Emery Smith and yeah, looking yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah. Just learning a lot about that and how these facts tie into um, reality and like where you can apply them in effective, where you can apply these contact modalities in different ways <clears throat> at different times and, um, and get an, get a, an, a response. Do you think that, like, you know, going through this, right, going through this journey, the people that are more open to it will receive it faster? Um, I think so. I mean, if you are in an, in an open, you know, state and your shoulders are back, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, let's see what comes out of this. If you're receptive and open and not fearful, because from what I perceive, you know, you'd never want to like, if you're observing, this is how it was put to me, if you're observing um, elephants in the jungle. Yeah. You're not going to like run up on them and click, 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 take nope. pictures and Hey, what are you doing? Poke, poke, poke. You know, you're going to like watch them from the shrubs yeah. over there because some are aggressive. Some are confrontational. Some are protecting their young. They have a very intricate, you know, matriarchal system in their troops. You don't want to disturb their way of life. No, not at all. You want to preserve them because yeah. they're cherished and sacred. And there's only so many. I think that's the same kind that's of thing like that's that. going yes, on. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. It very, very similar, kind of like ants, right? You yeah. know that you know they're not thinking about us, right? They're 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 they're, in they're their like own thing. I got to get the dirt, and I got to. They don't even fucking raise the babies, us, right? Right. So no, it's like because their world is their world, exactly. And it, so if somebody comes up with a gas can and a lighter to the ant hill, what the hell are you doing? That's their whole life, exactly. And it, I don't know. I no matter what level of consciousness it is, I think that the being needs to be empathized with. Yes. Because they are millions and millions of years more advanced than we are. They're interdimensional. Yeah. They're splicing through levels that we can't even technically perceive. Coming through in waves of consciousness, through telepathy, they're, they're manifesting in 3D. Yeah. They're light beings. They're, we're seeing their craft. I mean, you follow, some of the ufologists are literally yeah. getting footage every day yeah. from all the cities that we're in all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm seeing them. And I, I've, see, I've had several ship sightings and they're remarkable because you get the footage on your phone you have a sense that there's they know they're looking at you looking seriously at them. oh for sure what? you can like through the ce5 contact app you can have these contact nights where you have a laser pointer and you're like go over here and then it goes over there and it's the ship the the entity that you are seeing in this craft will appear on camera will appear at like if you set up your video camera on your phone wait seriously in different and it's not like you expect though yeah, like yeah it's yeah. a shape it's a light it's a glow i get that yeah because it's hard to manifest here yeah. if you're millions of years advanced and your craft 
is made out of whatever plasma. I mean, who knows? (laughs) Like literally, literally. They have a a grasp on time space that we don't. We don't have that capability or that. You know, we're not that. We're, we're not. We're not there. You saw Commander mm. uh, David Fravor when uh, that that video of you know the UFO and you know that that really kind of opened just the general public's eyes. Like they're um, you know the government coming out saying like we don't know what that is, right? And even if it is, here's what I've really had to nail into my brain. Yeah, is that even if it is back engineered. Or, or whatever, yeah, like, some advanced human technology, we have capability to stop at thousands of miles an hour and do a complete 90 degree angle exactly. that would kill passengers. 100%. That means that craft has its own gravitational field, yes. yeah. which means we got it from a non-terrestrial entity. We, Absolutely. We back engineered that technology, mm-hmm. which we received it from them. We don't, that's not organic. No, not at all. Not at all. It's materials. It's like Teflon and Kevlar and these things that are like, where the fuck did that molecule come from? Exactly. It's, not, it's an off planet material. So yeah. we're using, we're already there. Like we're working on it. Yes, absolutely. You, you obviously watched the, uh, the story of Bob Lazar on Netflix. <sighs> I started right? it. I haven't finished oh, yeah, it. Yeah. And he was on, he was on Rogan Beautiful. too, yeah. but it's like his, his story is just so it's just so believable. Right. And it's like, you know, I, I've always believed in extraterrestrial beings. Right. Um, but it, there's just this, this time and space that we're in where it's like, yeah, there, there is, there is something right. There, there is definitely something. And we are like, we are the fucking ant. Mm-hmm. And so I hope in my lifetime that I would be able to experience something like that, you know, seeing it, believing it, because what it then does is it gives you this sense of like, there's, there's definitely something, you know, about, and, but I already believe that through my own experiences, but on a, on a daily and, and physical level, um, maybe it's just me, but I want to see an alien. So hearing you, uh, or whatever it is, whatever you're pointing the light at, I want to check that out because that, 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 that really fascinates me. It did as, to me as a child as well, and I never yeah. understood where it came from because at six years old, I saw what I, at that yeah. time, had, and I believed it was a UFO. It looked like one. The way I described it yeah. to my mother, she thought it was one. And she's like, oh, my kid just saw it. You know, and we talked yes. about this just a few years ago, again, for the first time. She goes, I remember that day. I remember what you were doing, what you came in and said to me, and the way you acted was very strange. And she said, you were out there for a while. <laughs> so I don't know. That was my first experience. And then from there on, it was a constant obsession with UFO books and, and Bigfoot and all yeah. the anomalous stuff that I was like, why can't I, I'm a girl. I should be doing yeah. Barbies. You had that thing like, oh, I should be Barbies yeah. dress up. And I didn't, I was like, let's go in the backfield and dig up like the it's like there's a coyote that died out there. Let's go see if we can find the skull. Like I was that wow. kid because I liked science and I yeah. liked like the possibilities of stuff. And for me, I've always like aliens. What? Yes. Yeah. Where are they from? Like, yes. do they speak? What do they want to do? Like, <laughs> is there something above them? Right. I've never actually really thought this, but like, you know, if there's obviously levels, which I believe there are, right. Yeah. So you got the ant, you got the, the, the Buffalo, you got the human, you got this, that, so then you, whatever above the human, right, or at least in our brain, aliens, right, is there something above that? And is there oh, fucking so. levels to that? Do aliens believe so. in aliens? I think at some point you lose the physical body. Like if you've seen those, yes. t- those Tibetan monks that go into light body yeah. after, you know, experiencing samadhi for so long, I think that that's very real. You go back to your photonic body, you leave, uh, you ascend. 
yeah. you ascend essentially. I think that, yeah, I think as an incarnate, you choose. And I think that with, um, you know, with extra dimensional beings, yeah. they would be just a consciousness yeah. or a collective consciousness. Like a rival. Did you ever see the like, movie Arrival? No. Oh, uh, Arrival. Yeah. Arrival. Yes, I yeah. read the book. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah I oh didn't gosh. read the I saw the movie, but it's, I think, very similar to what you're talking about. It's yeah. like, you, they, they, they weren't, you know, if there wasn't a physical shape. It was, it was a collective, and yeah. it seems so realistic. Um, they're here, and they're just here to observe. It's just different. And, yeah. 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 It was, um, I think it was, and I think movies, that one really did a, a strong job at humanizing yes. their visitation. Because yeah. I think that's what we need to do. We need to get away from Hollywood's angle of like scary alien. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think there are sure. benevolent and malevolent entities that are, are like, you know, hey, let's play. And you choose, but it's your choice. Yeah. You know, if you, cho- I have chosen to, okay, if I'm going to do the contact Z5 app and groups of people, I want to reach out to a being that has something to help us with. Wow. Do you have any help? Can you assist? And they're so excited to do that. It's Seriously? So, yeah. It's I've really got to check cool. this stuff out. You know, it's fun. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's always, it's always fascinated me. Um, as we kind of, you know, start to bring all of this together, right. <laughs> yeah. I want to bring it back to, back to your story right? and back to who you are as a person, right. You've gone through these past 10 years, you've built, you know, Nicole Aniston, right. But Nicole Aniston obviously doesn't define you you are your own individual right um what's next what is the future for you like how long will you be in the industry will you always be in it what are your thoughts i I would like to see you know people kind of start to normalize sex so they can stop seeing me as the other yeah because that we're already pariahs Mm -hmm. it's just where we are right now but i see this trend in cultural like normalizing adult industry entertainers and women and men now using OnlyFans openly to earn an income i think that's going to normalize sex work which would be great i'd like to entertain as long as i'm continually tolerated if they want to see me i'm happy to provide it even if just for that small group of people that are like oh we're you're a classic yes 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 (laughs) whatever the og Yeah. yeah but i'm happy to provide it it's like a Jerry Seinfeld says, you know, comedy is like each, the next breath of air you take, this is the next one. That's the next one you look forward to or something yeah, like that. hundred percent. Like the next one. Oh, cool. I got one more. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like expressing myself sexually and I love um, making people smile, making people happy. So for me, the next phases are um, kind of in development now. I have a, um, a product line that's going to come out that's going to help people address the biggest concerns I think in general, the populace is experiencing, at least what, from my perception, um, sleep, stress, health, um, Im- you know, immunity, and yep. detoxifying. And okay. so it's going to just kind of little be like a, like a proprietary kick of a tincture that people can start to um, open themselves up to the idea of introspection with cannabis, wellness with cannabis-based products, um, normalizing did the conversation yeah. of wellness a little bit like oh, I'm feeling a little off today. Okay. What do I need? Listening to the body and the communication with the self rather than, I don't know. Let me look on WebMD. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. What do you need? Um, and just kind of being, a, just hopefully trying to be a part of anything I can get my hands on that will help a large amount of people, you know, make healthier choices. Yeah. Um, are you guys starting out with a tincture? We're starting out with some tinctures okay. in an FDA organic lab. Beautiful. I want to do like a full spectrum 
CBD-ish, but they're going to have components that nothing else has right now. Nothing else is going to be able to touch these blends. A morning, an evening, and an immunity formula. There we go. So just stuff that like everybody's, you know, you have trouble getting up and getting your your jazz in the morning, you know, the immunity is going to help you with that. And the longer you stay on it, the more benefits you're going to continually see. So these are long-term things that people can stay on and maintain on in a really, you know, good state. They're going to detoxify them. We're going to put stuff to pull the bad shit that resides in the body and blocks these amazing um, cannabinoid receptor sites. So we're going to, we're going to unclog all that unclog these, these little receptor sites that aren't absorbing zinc and yes. in keeping people contracted That's and in a stagnant state. And I know that the first thing that I did was address my health before I started consciously progressing. A hundred percent. I was like, okay, how can I, what am I doing? What? And then I just got this thing. I'm like, I got to detox. I got to yeah. detox like crazy. And I got to find the foods that heal my microbiome and my, and my biology. That's exactly it. How, how does, uh, uh, two questions on, do you guys have a name yet? And, oh, yeah. and then, well, let's start with that one. What's the name of the company? The Atana. What, what does that mean? Atana. It's a, I, I like the, the sound of the word. Beautiful. Really? No, 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 no. And it was a, um, I, it's like a, it's almost like a chord. I would find the thing on YouTube, but it's really loud. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll send it to you. Like, so you okay, know. please do. But it's, it's a, the sound is just like, ah, oh, something like speaks to my, yeah. there's like a fire, like turning yeah. in there. Like for some reason, the sound is like, yes. I love that. I, so I just was like, oh, that'll look on a label. Yeah, no, good. no, a ton of, but I, the, the, the story behind it, um, that is beautiful. The sound just, I'm, I'm an audiophile. Yeah. I didn't figure that out till way later in life, <laughs> but I'm a very odd form of audiophile and certain chords to me and certain pitches and tones are very exciting. Yep. Um, in a cognitive way, not in a sexual way, but like, no, you no, know, no, 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 I get it. There's a different I, level. Yes. So, so certain sounds and stuff, I'd like, yes, I like that. What's the word for that? Beautiful. Let's yes. Yes. Yeah. So let's, yeah. It's so true. My wife and I, um, listened to a very, we've been, you know, turning off the TV when we fall asleep, right? We started off as brain sounds, right? And that really helped us. But then we've just been kind of graduating to these different sleep sounds that really uh, connect with us. And I don't know the name of it. Maybe it's a ton. I don't know. But there's this one chord. And, boom. and when you're like trying to fall asleep, it just, it, it this, this feeling inside of me, it's almost euphoric. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like that feeling of when you're on um, like MDMA and that, 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 that peak feeling, it's like that, like fucking insane. And it's cool because you can yeah. activate those um, particular energy centers, the glands in your yep. body that actually do separate things. And like in the morning, I have certain tones and pitches that I'll listen to really? to start the day. I certain, look into that. Cool. Yeah. Even on Spotify and like common music, accessible channels and stations, yeah. you can find these frequencies with, you know, with meditation music yes. or something. Um, like some of them are heavy drumming. And sometimes you need, like if you think about drumming circles in indigenous ceremony, they would drum all night yeah. and it would access these incredible states of altered consciousness. And we've lost connection with a lot of the ritual, but the sounds can still really yep. activate, you know, a parts of us that we don't get those frequencies anymore. No, no. Not as strongly. And we really focus them in and give them intention they're like 
we are affected so strongly by those those vibrations, yes, frequencies. Yes, I love that you uh, are are into this, and, it, and it, so it makes sense when you call when you, your brand's name is Atana, right? Yeah. It's a beautiful name, by the way. Thank you. Uh, seriously, and so what is kind of the next step when you guys launch in? What, what roadmap you on right now? We're shooting for early December. Okay, um, not soon. It's soon. Yeah. It's coming along. I'm so, I'm so excited because I just know like these are ingredients that I have been taking for, you know, off and on, but pretty religiously for the past six years in order to detox and to really improve my health dramatically, 180 degrees. Yeah. And then when you, ha- when you're well, or when you, f- at least you feel well, you are well. Yeah. And when you are well, then you live well. And, you know, you can start with just even just your physical body, getting grounded in that, understanding what it's asking for, getting back into touch with the the self, you know, what, what does my body need? What does that WebMD or my doctor want to give me? Um, and there's a lot of consciousness related health issues too. Yeah, so it all is huge. like this web. It's awesome. It it's so integral. And it is, Are, will you guys be delivering, um, a lot of information? I saw that you pulled up Tuvan throat singing YouTube. It's uh Tuvan or Mongolian throat singing known as the Komel is one of the particular variant of overtone singing practiced by the people in Tuva, Mongolia and Siberia in 2009. It was inscribed on the representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity of unesco wow i wish i could play it right now but you know because of you can't you can't because uh they'll, they'll they'll ban this song There's i don't a, know how fucking, oh, i don't know i haven't seen that one yeah I, see. but i understand i i totally understand so you know december what will you guys be um delivering like this information a lot of it like my goal is to um because it's a cbd product i think yeah. it would probably do best in dispensaries mm-hmm. and wellness clinics and stuff yeah. but what I ultimately want to do is go location, location, be able to hopefully bring whatever. If there's a boost in sales or a meet and greet or something to to benefit the location with, that would like to have me as a visitor so that I can meet with the staff, explain the products, what they do, what each ingredient does for the body, how it helps the body, um, how to use them, how to dose. Yeah. And to kind of give them a little bit of guidance on how to sell the product, like Absolutely. how who to best recommend it to, because it. it's not going to be for everybody, but it is going to be possible for everybody to take. Yeah. And they're going to be immensely helpful. I can't wait. It's so exciting. How long have you been working on this? A while. The for formulas you. and stuff, years, because oh. they're things that I've found most effective um, that I've taken for years through yeah. trial and error and have corrected my health issues and found um, wholeness. And I'm, you know, I'm plant-based. Yeah. I've been vegan for almost seven years and I, I get my numbers back every, you know, eight months to a year and they're always great. Yeah. You know, a little dip here and there, but in who doesn't you yes. look at anyone who's, you know, keto or this or that, and we're all going to have deficiencies, peaks and valleys, yes. depending on our stress levels, yeah. what we're eating, what we're doing, our activity 100%. levels, you know, we're all going to have these little things we've got to adjust. Yeah. I think it's about being mindful you know, addressing them rather than going to the doctor 15 years after you have a, a pain in your side and you've got a tumor or yep. something that you could have addressed had you just been at home in your body. Yep. Open and, and honest aware of, okay, I have a little pain. I'm going to check it out and I know it's going to be okay. Yes. Not this whole yes. white coat syndrome that we've been trained to mm-hmm. have yeah. because we're so, so, so terrified of a diagnosis. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many misdiagnoses I've received. I've had friends and family receive. And it's the paranoia and the devastation of getting the wrong information. 
when it doesn't have to be that no, way. No, the stress. Stress can cause so much the to the body. Yeah. It's, it's, it's seriously so true. It's cyclical and it's it tough. Is. It's it tough is. to get out of that. It's like, it's tough. It's tough to get out of it, but it's possible for everyone to reclaim health and wellness. I, I'm a strong believer. I believe it. I believe it. It's, you know, it, it's so amazing talking to you for these past couple hours, you know, to, you know, hear bits and pieces of your story, but then to really dive deep on so many subjects, you are so many layers. You're very, very brilliant. You're, you're good at what you do and you inspire so many people. Even when they listen to this, they're going to get a, a different, you know, perspective, but something that's so beautiful and raw and real. Thank and you. <laughs> I, I, no, seriously, I mean it, I mean it, sorry, keep on shaking this, but it, it, it was, you know, an honor to have you on here. And thank I thank you. you. I, I really thank you. And I, uh, I'm excited for uh, Atana. Right? Me too. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. This was an uh, it was an honor. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Absolutely. What a great day. Thank you. Guys. Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right. So fun. Thank you. All right, people listening. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Have a good night, people. Peace out. Wowzers! All right, what'd you guys think of that? Seriously, uh, I'm trying this new outro right now, so I don't constantly thank you guys twice on the audio. Oh uh, man, my main man Stephen Gizzy is trying to coach me through this shit, and so I'm sure gonna mess up somewhere. That being said, Nicole, it was a blast. We had so much fun. I cannot wait uh, for this to be heard around the world. Well, I guess it's already been heard. I guess if you're listening to this right now, that means you're at the very end of the podcast. Uh, please, everyone, if you enjoyed it, if you enjoy the show, like, subscribe, share with a friend and a family member. Head over to our YouTube channel as well. That's youtube.com backslash back to your story. Just engulf this shit. And if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up on Instagram. Just DM that shit. Or write the comment in the YouTube or even on here. I don't think there's comments on uh, these platforms. That being said, remember, new stories premiere every single week. Thank you so much. Have a good night, people. Boom! Smooches!